You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good day. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sallow right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the James Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. The White House says Vice President Pence is still planning to appear today at a church in Dallas before meeting with Texas Governor Greg Abbott. And although he still plans to meet with the governors of Florida and Arizona and state health officials later this week, he has postponed campaign events in those states as coronavirus infections rise in the South and West. NPR's Tamara Keith. This admission by the campaign that large in-person events are problematic in this current situation with coronavirus comes just after President Trump last week attended a large campaign-style rally in a Phoenix megachurch where virtually no one was wearing masks. This now is a reversal, uh, and, and a reversal for Pence, who on Friday defended the idea of these rallies, saying that, quote, we need to give people the freedom to participate in the political process. According to Johns Hopkins, the total confirmed coronavirus infections in the U.S. now tops 2.5 million, with more than 125,000 deaths reported around the country. Four men have been charged with destruction of federal property for trying to topple a statue of former President Andrew Jackson near the White House last week. 
NPR's Amy Held reports the charges could bring fines of up to $250,000 and 10 years in prison. The Justice Department says the men who range in age from 20 to 47 were caught on video using a hammer, ropes, and a wooden board in an unsuccessful effort to take down the statue. Last Monday, hundreds of protesters encircled the bronze monument located across Pennsylvania Avenue from the White House. The ongoing national movement for racial justice has targeted symbols associated with white supremacy, removing them in ways both sanctioned and not. Andrew Jackson, the nation's seventh president, owned slaves and signed the Indian Removal Act into law. The prosecutor says the charges should serve as a warning to others seeking to desecrate monuments. Amy Held, NPR News. Word of the charges came after President Trump signed an executive order calling on the Attorney General to prosecute to the fullest extent anyone caught destroying or vandalizing a monument. The southern African country of Malawi has a new president today, and NPR's Ader Peralta reports it's a historic moment. Lazarus Chakwera was declared the winner last night, and this morning he was sworn in in front of thousands. Chakwera promised a new Malawi with a new style of government. A government that listens. Not a government that shouts, a government that fights for you and not against you. Chakwera actually lost the presidential election about a year ago, but Malawi's top court found too many irregularities and threw out the results. A new election was held this month and Chakwera became the first African opposition leader to win a rerun election. Ada Pralta, NPR News, Nairobi. This is NPR. Coming up next on the serious side. Texas and Florida, which were among the first states to roll back coronavirus restrictions, on Friday threw much of their reopening plans into reverse after an alarming surge in infections. Florida on Friday announced a startling 8,942 new COVID-19 cases, That number was a jump from the state's previous record of just over 5,500 new daily cases reached midweek. With increasing numbers of young adults contracting the disease, Florida authorities announced that bars in the state must immediately stop serving alcohol on the premises. In Texas, Republican Governor Greg Abbott also ordered bars to close down again except for takeout and told restaurants to limit indoor capacity to 50% from 75%. I mean, this, this, is, a, this is jaw-dropping. This is like kind of sickening news, right? Even for those of us whose, whose, whose jaws are already sprained um, from having dropped so far and so frequently this summer. I mean, if this Times report is correct, this means that U.S. intelligence has concluded that Vladimir Putin is offering bounties for the scalps of American soldiers in Afghanistan. Not only offering, offering money to people who kill Americans, but some of the bounties that Putin has offered have been collected, meaning the Russians at least believe that their offering cash to kill Americans has actually worked to get some Americans killed. The Russians at least believe, if these bounties have been paid out, that the people to whom they have offered this money have successfully gone out and killed American soldiers because of it, and the Russians have therefore paid for that service. And President Trump was told about this in March, and he has done nothing. Former Vice President Biden has for three months said his running mate will be a woman. 
Now, with recent events, is Biden under more pressure now to choose a woman of color? Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now, here is your host, J. Ryle. Thank you so much, and good morning, and welcome to the serious side. Here are the topics that we will be discussing today, June 28, 2020. About face, three months ago, the governors from Texas and Florida were praised by the president and many Republicans for the opening of their states. Even when certain members of the White House Corona Task Force warned that the reopening were too soon. Now these two states are reporting an alarming number of new cases, which has forced the states to halt all reopening plans. I told you so would be so appropriate if this thing wasn't so reckless and it wasn't so serious. Price on their heads. You just heard it. Reports surfaced this week that Russia paid Taliban militants bounties for the scalps of U.S. soldiers. According to the reports, Trump was told this in March and was presented with a number of responses and to date, this fake dictator has done nothing. Are we surprised? Once again, I think not. And the next vice president of the United States is VP Biden revealed that his running mate will be named on August 1st. Some say that he has to pick a woman of color for the job. However, there is new polling out suggests that a number of black Democrats prefer Cory Booker and even Elizabeth Warning. What are we thinking here? But I can't get this conversation started without my peeps. Let me bring them in. Let me bring in all my people. First of all, she's my big sis. I love what she brings to the show every week. Tell you what, just some knowledge. Watch CNN and MSNBC so you don't have to. Let's bring her in, the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Good How are morning. you? Happy Sunday, Jay. That's so true. I took it both of them so everybody else don't have to. And I sent y'all messages. Put it on MSNBC. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I'm glad to be here. And we're glad that you're here. And the other beautiful woman that graces this panel, I always say this, you know, if you need help, she has you covered in all departments, spiritually, physically, legally, and she brings some of the very best knowledge in the world here on this show. Let's bring her in, Miss Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you? I'm doing great this morning, Jay. Thank you for that beautiful intro. How are you all doing? Hey, Miss Vanessa. Good morning, Miss Kathleen. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Love the smoothness of the voice. You two ladies, just pitch perfect video, pitch perfect radio voices. I love it. Now, <laughs> the man who I call the smartest brother, I call him the educator brother, the man who is my little brother that I love so dearly, and the man who, uh, you know, took Sunday off to, you know, celebrate Father's Day with his kids. And, you know, obviously because of the circumstances, this is the first Father's Day that he and I both spent without our pops. But you know what? I'm pretty sure he's proud of the young men that we've become. Let me bring him in, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you? And happy belated Father's Day. Right. Good morning. Good morning. And happy belated Father's Day. Although we did correspond with one another, uh, Brother Absolutely. Jay, um, I, I am certainly thankful and grateful, one, to, to, to be in the land of the living and be able to 
to serve in accordance with God's will and my purpose. Uh, it's always a pleasure to to be part of the contributors of this podcast broadcast. Uh, Miss Vanessa, uh, good morning to you. Doctor Wing, good morning good to morning. you. Good morning. Good morning. And, and Jay, certainly, um, you all were in my prayers last week as I took an opportunity to just simply just reflect and get me some rest and and relaxation. So uh, I'm looking forward to the show. Uh, again, I always thank those individuals who allow us an opportunity to come into their homes uh, to present this information, uh, this responsible information, because they don't necessarily have to. And, and again, I, I thank you, my brother, for this opportunity and love you to no end. Oh man, look at that guy's trying to make me misty on a Sunday morning. I'm not gonna fall for it, brother, but I'm love I'm loving that you're here. Good morning and welcome back. And the man who really runs everything around here. I'm calling the host with the most. He's the boss. He's the man. He's the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, Hawk and mwah. good morning, Nessa. Mwah. Good morning, Kathleen. So Roy, how are you doing this morning? morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. We're so glad uh, the, the man who I call the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome he joins us at this commitment with Clear Channel Radio. But until then, we hold it down. The number is 347 For those of you all who may be first-time listeners, Mr. Elias is practicing social distancing. He's sending those kisses from long distance, so he's not slobbing <laughs> on our girl, so just feel, so, you know, he's not in the same studio with him, so trust me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, social distancing is being practiced. It's been practiced on this show forever. <laughs> so, we appreciate you guys listening. And I echo what Mr. Johnny D said. Absolutely. You guys allow us to come into your homes every Sunday. And we appreciate that. Or any day of the week, you decide to listen to the serious side. And according to numbers, you are listening throughout the week. And it looks like the peak is Wednesday. So, I'm not sure what's going on on Wednesdays. But we appreciate you listening in anyway. Once again, the number is 347 participate in the conversation. If you like, you can call that number and call in, or you can check out the world-famous chat room, which is located on Blog Talk Radio, or you can go to the mini. And I do mean mini sites that's carrying the show, including Tuned In, oh my God, uh, iHeartRadio. Just go to any of the social media sites that we monitor throughout the show. I only monitor about four, so you can hit those four, and if uh, you write our com- write comments to us, we will definitely read them on the air if they are respectful. And keep in mind, once again, to you Republicans, I'm not reading the garbage that you send. Once again, that's just a uh, friendly neighborhood uh, announcement to all of those people. All right, so let's get into the conversation. We have a lot to get into, and time is of essence. So here's the first topic of the day. Texas and Florida, which were among the first states to roll back coronavirus restrictions, on Friday, threw much of their reopening plans into reverse after an alarming surge in infections. Florida on Friday announced a startling 8,942 new COVID-19 cases. That number was a jump from the state's previous record of just over 5,500 new daily cases reached midweek. With increasing numbers of young adults contracting the disease, Florida authorities announced that bars in the state must immediately stop serving alcohol on the premises. 
In Texas, Republican Governor Greg Abbott also ordered bars to close down again, except for takeout, and told restaurants to limit indoor capacity to 50% from 75%. The state also witnessed one of the biggest jumps in new cases in the U.S., reporting nearly 6,000 on Thursday, and a record number of hospitalizations for 13 straight days. The positivity rate is also among the highest in the nation at over 10%. Health experts say a high rate of positive testing signals a state is losing control of the spread. As we are reminded as we see cases rising uh, across the South, uh, that uh, we still have work to do. The recent uptick prompted the return of the White House Task Force press conference Friday, led by Vice President Mike Pence, and during which infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci strongly warned young adults to adhere to social distancing measures and other restrictions. I think what we're missing in this is something that we've never faced before, is that a risk for you is not just isolated to you. Because if you get infected, you are part, innocently or inadvertently, of propagating the dynamic process of a pandemic. At least 10 other states had record rises in cases this week, including Arizona, South Carolina, and Oklahoma. So here we are. Welcome to the new land where now the coronavirus is really ripping the city apart. 4785012721272. Uh, you know, right now as we speak, the Texas Medical uh, Center is the largest medical center in the world, which I didn't know that until this week. Uh, but all of our beds are full. And so now Texas Children's is now allowing adult patients to go there. So it looks like Houston is the new New York. And let me start with you, Ms. Elias. You know, it's not coincidental that now the two the two states with the most who reported the most cases in the last two weeks are red states, states that were, you know, praised by the president. And this, once again, is an example of how bad leadership has cost people their lives. What say you in regards to these new findings? Well, well, Jay, I don't know if you know this, but if you stop slow down with the testing, the numbers will go down. Um, I'm being facetious. I'm being very facetious, and I shouldn't be. But look, man, did you did, did anybody expect anything different? Did anybody expect anything different? You don't have a candle on this virus. You got people who are walking in stores without masks on. I mean, put your mask on. If nothing else, social distance. People don't even at my job, man. I, I cuss out people on a daily basis because they don't believe in social distancing, and they'll walk right up on me, and I. And I, I will, I will give them a few choice words, and they'll look at me like I'm crazy, and they will walk off from me. Or if I'm in the office and there's only supposed to be two of us in there, and somebody else walks in, I cuss them out. I, I don't care anymore. If you're talking about my life, this is my life, and and, and, and you know I'm reading in the chat room, of course, they're, they're the Republicans. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. Well, I guess 125,000 people would tell you different. It's not a hoax. It's not a hoax, folks. Why don't people follow the rules that the CDC has put out? Wear your mask, social distance. Why, why, why can't we do that? I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted and I'm, I, I don't understand how people cannot understand that if you social distance and, and keep six feet apart from each other and you wear your mask, hey, this thing will go away eventually, but they don't want to even do that. They're, in the store, they're going to store with a mask on and pull it off now. It's just ridiculous, man. It's, it's ridiculous. 
Well, you know, Vanessa, uh, as you walk around certain stores here in Houston, you know, now that we're kind of the new uh, epic, epic point of this whole thing, uh, epic center, I should say, uh, the, the bottom line is you see people with masks, but they're like un- like around their, their throats and around their necks. They're not wearing them or they have them covered, their mouth, not their nose. It's amazing how people are not taking this seriously. And even, you know, now that the numbers are showing that Houston is – like one of the top hardest-hit cities in the country, uh, you still see people walking around with no mask. And, and you know, I, I just it's amazing to me, like Mr. Elias has said, that uh, people are not taking this thing seriously. And Mr. Elias talked about 125,000 deaths. Let's talk about the over 500,000 deaths worldwide that this virus has taken in, uh, you know, in six months. What say you? Wow. First, let me say, reiterate to people, one of the biggest testing sites for the coronavirus is entering into my neighborhood. I can't leave out the main section of my neighborhood without passing up the coronavirus task force up here, taking um, people into these tents with these white suits on and stuff that you look like you see on TV, Okay. But when we go through there, I just need y'all to follow with me for a minute. This is a bus-born parking lot where school buses are parked. So this is a parking lot that is empty. The tents and stuff are set up at the back. Those men in those white-looking suits with those masks on are walking around like they, you know, so they won't catch nothing. The cars are from the parking lot down the parking lot across to the other side and coming out on the feet of road. So help me God. This is what we see, me and my husband, when we leave out the main portion of the neighborhood because I live right here with the testing site. Then I live on the corner of CVS. It's on the other side of my neighborhood where they're doing testing from the car where they hand it to you and they test you from the car. So now I can't even get my medicine through the drive-thru because the other line says, pick up your meds. You're right. That line is atrocious. So it's testing. And then for the federal government to say, which is Trump, number 45, we're going to stop giving you the money for it. And you got these stupid people that's walking around in Home Depot and other places with no masks on. And you can tell those are Trump supporters that's doing that because they only think that black people catch this disease, okay? That's, that's, seriously, that's my thought. They say nobody else is on the show thought, it's Vanessa's thought. People who are walking around white with no mask on, looking at me like I'm an idiot because I got a mask on, are Trump supporters who believe that they're not going to get it. Now, let me speak to the stupid black people for a minute who think that they ain't got high blood pressure or they mama or they daddy or somebody ain't got high blood pressure and they walking around with no mask on in Houston, Texas. Are y'all crazy? Are y'all crazy? So, it's really bad for y'all. Wow. You know, and it is crazy. It's crazy to watch. And now, you know, Kathleen, you have a unique perspective here because not only were you, you know, uh, COVID positive and had to go through that whole thing, uh, you live uh, in New York. And so 
you know, you have a unique perspective that you can provide our listeners with. Someone who has, you know, recovered from COVID-19 and someone who's lived in a city that, um, you know, uh, that was once, once upon a time the epic center for, you know, the United States of America. So as we watch what's going on in Texas and in Florida, um, you know, if someone asked you your advice on something, what would be your advice to people uh, who are living in these states and who truly are not really taking heed to the alarms that, uh, you know, public health officials are putting out there? What would be your advice to them? Um, my advice would be that uh, if, if you're... <clears throat> Look at the states whose numbers are going down. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what did they do? My other recommendation to them is not even as a professional, but as a person who, thank God, has recovered from this virus. You don't want this thing. You don't want to mess with Corona. That's, that's this should be my tagline. You don't want to mess with her because she is unforgiving. Um, you know, people say, well, I'm young, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm too young to be suffering. But your parents might not be, your grandparents might not be, your neighbors, your loved ones may not be. And you're rolling the dice because I know people of just about all ages that not only have been infected, but infected others. So put the, the, the only protection that we are aware of right now from this virus is keeping yourself in the house. I, I don't know if anybody's here who can curse for me, but keeping yourself in the house, keep yourself in your house. And <laughs> when you can't, <laughs> when you can't do that and you have to go out, nope. you, don, you don your gloves and your mask. And be very careful about what you touch. The transmission of the virus has not changed. It just has not. It has not changed. So everything that was said about this virus in the beginning still applies. So try not to touch surfaces. Stay away from people as far as you can. Six to eight, nine, ten feet. And do what you have to do and take your back to your house and close the door. Period. That's all you can do. Um, (laughs) If you have to work, then make sure you have your uh, personal protective equipment on. And if your job doesn't have that, insist that they get it and take care of yourself and your family. The virus is not a joke. There's 500,000 people around the globe have died, like literally. They're in boxes right now. So you're not infallible. You're not, you are vulnerable to this. Take it seriously. It's not over. Wow. I mean, those are strong words coming from a person who actually lived, who lives in a place where, you know, the nation was paying attention to, uh, I mean, back in, you know, when this thing first hit. And she also had COVID-19. So if you don't want to listen to us, you can definitely listen to her because, like, like she said, she don't play. She's unforgiving. She is in the coronavirus. is, is unforgiving. And uh, she plays for keeps. And so you don't want to take that. Johnny, she talked about how young people uh, are not as susceptible. But, you know, we're starting to see that reports that that's not necessarily true. Matter of fact, there are doctors in Houston are saying that a lot of the people that are coming in are young folks. And these are people who really and truly didn't think that, um, you know, they were uh, 
they were susceptible to this, and the bottom line is that now they find themselves uh, in hospital beds dealing with this uh, unforgiving virus. You know, and the other thing is when these states were reopening, you know, like I talked about, the president bragged about how they were doing it. You know, and Governor DeSantos, he's an idiot. Let's listen to what he said back in freaking March uh, when this thing first kicked off. Not March, I'm sorry, in April. Let's listen to the governor. Then, Johnny, I want to get your responses on the other side. Our data is available. Our data is transparent. In fact, Dr. Burks has talked multiple times about how Florida has the absolute best data. So any insinuation otherwise is just typical partisan narrative trying to be spun. And part of the reason is that because you got a lot of people in your profession who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks about how Florida was going to be just like New York. Wait two weeks, Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy, wait two weeks. Well, hell, we're eight weeks away from that, and it hasn't happened. Not only do we have a lower death rate, well, we have way lower deaths generally, we have a lower death rate than the Acela Corridor, D.C., everyone up there. We have a lower death rate than the Midwest, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. But even in our region, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida has the lower death rate. And I was the number one landing spot from tens of thousands of people leaving the number one hot zone in the world to come to my state. So we've succeeded, and I think that people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative, it challenges their assumption, so they got to try to find a boogeyman. Maybe it's that there are black helicopters circling the Department of Health. If you believe that, um, i got a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you. Last question. <laughs> and fast forward 30 days early. Now, yeah, you're listening to that clown. Now he's trying to blame young people. Oh, yeah. Had they done what they were supposed to do, we wouldn't be in this situation. He has reversed course. Shawnee D, man, what say you? Wow. Um, I, I had not heard that interview. And to to hear just how uninformed and uneducated and, and partisan he sounded is it, ridiculous. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting there looking at a broadcast and uh, one of the contributors said something so profound, simple but yet profound. He he basically said, you know, here in America, uh, we we are tired of COVID, but COVID isn't tired of us, and and that is so true because as as the summer days come, as we have predicted long on this show back in January, that America's appetite to sustain discipline is not uh, it, it, it's, it's basically mm-hmm. not our forte, so. I'll say again, where your rights begin, minds don't end. And it's just amazing how you have a person who has the the most prominent office in the world, okay? In the world, being so irresponsible in promoting public health issues and concerns that's literally killing people every day. When you think about Governors Abbott and DeSantos and the the, the governor in in Arizona as well. So you can throw that person in that pot also Uh, because up until the last uh, week and a half or so, Arizona was was trending towards the hot spot. You know, all of these individuals are are, are basically Trump surrogates. So they're going to get out there and they're going to promote this message. However, they still have to be accountable to their citizens. 
uh, I, I, I was fortunate enough to see a, a video uh, and just how irresponsible, you know. Now, it's no more preposterous and ridiculous than the president talking about, you know, shooting disinfectant into your body. But there was a county commissioner in Florida who, who sat back and they're having a board meeting. And he says that if you blow a blow dryer in your nose, it kills the coronavirus. What oh the reality God. of it is is that you still have people who but believe you okay this. Okay. Uh, now, no, no, I'm I'm not okay with. It. I'm just saying that this is what this this county commissioner said. Yeah, they, they they were in a board meeting. If, if you Google it, I actually saw it on the Vice Channel. And when I saw that, I I said, oh no, let me let, let me rewind that and hear that. But he said, you know. Uh, that, that, you know, that, that the coronavirus is really uh, no more than the common cold. He said, you just take a, a blow dry and, and blow it in your nose and it'll kill the virus. Now, when you have people who say stupid stuff like that, leaders, okay, then you've got a degree of uneducated or, or uninformed or, or lack the media sources, okay? One of the three, okay, who just simply will listen to what their leaders say and follow that. So we are basically being guided here in America into a, a situation where public health is in question every day. You know what I thought was real interesting? And then, Jay, I, I, I'll zero in on this young, old um, uh, battle. It, it, it humored me when I saw where Europe had started banning Americans from coming to their country. <laughs> Now, here it is. Donald Trump jumps out there and touts the fact that he put a, a ban on China. And, and you, you know, when he, back in 2016, you know, the Islamic community and this great country that, that we live in, that each one of us, I believe, was born and raised. Now, there's countries that say, you know what, we don't want you all in there because you all will infect our citizenry. The way that you think is what's killing people. The way that you act, your entitlement is what's killing people. So that is what's sad. But now what it does, it just simply allows young people who have been told who have been told about the fact that they are less likely to die. And statistically, they would be right. You know, they're not looking at the fact that there's at least 2,500 uh, children that's been affected yeah. by the COVID virus as well, and at least three have died. So what they're simply doing yeah. is, is is minimizing the risk to a common cold. And, and that's, 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 that's what I hear. Uh, I, I've got a bunch of millennials that, that, and, and Gen Y's that, that work yep. with, well, that I serve, that I serve. And I'm telling you, they, they don't stay. They clearly think that, yep. you know what, I'm going to follow your rules because I'm here. But when I get yep. home, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my face shield off. I'm going to live how I want to live simply because yep. I'm young, I'm viral, and I'm going to get over it. Not not thinking about that this 53-year-old man right here, when you get in my face, you know, I I got the risk of, of, of not making it. You understand what Absolutely. I'm saying? So it's the yeah. lack of concern that, that young people have for their elders and other people at risk that's an equal concern to me. But again, yeah, this right here is, is, is something that we talked about and predicted way back in January. And everybody that's on this, this broadcast, like I say, we won't take a little applause for this here. 
But the truth of the matter is we predicted that tra- trajectory would be higher in America than anywhere else simply because of our sure entitlement. We sure did. Let me jump in, Johnny D, because we're at the bottom of the hour. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. The smartest man in the world is here, but I want to keep the show moving. So on the other side, I want to bring him in, get his comments on this, um, and uh, I tell you what, two hours is just not enough time. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. In this week's edition of Informative, something that you need to know. You know, black doctors are talking about not only is the pandemic the pandemic is is really a big issue, but I tell you what, racial injustice is, is even bigger. And believe it or not, even though the country is going through what it's going through, you're starting to see this. These people are seeing it firsthand in their profession. So we'll, here's this week's edition of In 4 Minutes or Less, something that we need to know. We're bringing the smartest man in the world, get his comments on this last topic, and let him go ahead and comment on the topic that's coming up next. You're listening to the Serious Side of the J. Ryle Show. We'll be right back after this. Good morning to you. Here in the U.S., the coronavirus pandemic has disproportionately affected African Americans, and many black medical professionals have experienced that on the front lines. Reporter Daniela Cheslow of Member Station WAMU in Washington, D.C., spoke to several African American physicians about working through this pandemic amid ongoing protests for racial justice. Dr. William Strudwick was finishing a shift at D.C.'s Howard University Hospital when his wife texted. Their 19-year-old son wanted to go protest the killing of George Floyd. It was in the evening around 9 o'clock. He wrote back one word, no. When I came home, he was not there. And so I called him and we had the conversation. about him returning immediately. The team came home. Dr. Strudwick said after dark, he couldn't predict how protesters would act or how police would treat his son. Dr. Strudwick was born in D.C. in a hospital built to treat formerly enslaved people. Both of his parents were physicians, and growing up, he had few doubts about following their path. The mayor was African-American. All the doctors that I encountered were African-American. Lawyers, politicians. You didn't see any obstacles in terms of what you could do. COVID-19 has hit close to home. Pretty early on in this pandemic, I had a friend who suddenly passed away. He and Dr. Strudwick were the same age, and they raised their kids together. It seemed like they were both in the Washington black middle class. But the friend died alone at home. His family blamed COVID-19. Dr. Strudwick wondered if his friend quietly struggled to afford health care. He should have had access. He had it. He could have called me. That sense of duty and sometimes helplessness is familiar to Dr. Janice Blanchard at George Washington University Hospital. She says she called up an African-American patient who tested positive for COVID, and she could hear a crowded household on the line. And then you're like, okay, I sound pretty silly. I'm telling them to socially isolate with seven people. In Washington, three-quarters of the people who have died from COVID-19 have been black, and Dr. Blanchard saw the same trend in her hospital. Those patients often worked in service jobs that exposed them. They were frequently low-income. Dr. Blanchard recognized these challenges from her childhood on Chicago's South Side. As black and brown people, we're starting off behind, right? And now you have something like COVID that's just devastating communities. Dr. Marseille Wilder feels that same frustration. She works in D.C.'s only public hospital, in the part of the city with the highest coronavirus death toll. Almost all her patients are African American. I see myself in this community, and so watching them suffer has been pretty hard. 
Dr. Wilder remembers treating an elderly man who had COVID and high blood pressure. That's common among African Americans and common in the neighborhood where Dr. Wilder works. She met with his daughter and explained his chances were not good. And as I was leaving the room, I remember her asking, she said, if he's not going to make it, can I come see him? And I had to tell her no. In the last few weeks, all three doctors say COVID-19 cases have slowed down. Their work treating the pandemic has gotten easier. But Dr. Wilder says being African-American weighs on her as she thinks about George Floyd's death and about who is worst affected by the coronavirus. We need allies. We need people in powerful places to see our humanity and decide that the time is now for action. On the first Saturday in June, Dr. Wilder filmed this video as she marched with her husband and two daughters. Dr. Blanchard also joined the protest, packing hand sanitizer and holding a Black Lives Matter sign above her head near the White House. And Dr. Strudwick was there with his wife. The three doctors say the pandemic revealed enduring racial inequity, and medicine alone cannot fix it. For NPR News, I'm Daniela Cheslow. Back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven to you listening to the serious side of the J Rao show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And as best as promised, the smartest man in the world has graced us with his presence, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit from EspritRadio.net and the man who brings you on a need-to-know basis every week, plus a little OT for you as well, which is uh, getting some very good reviews from our people. What's up, Jerome, man? Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding this morning. So, right. I want to give you an opportunity, man, to respond to the last segment, and then I'm going to play the clip, and then we're going to get into the second topic, then I want to get your comments on that as well. So, uh, what about this whole thing? You, you know, you're you're not in New York City, but, you know, you're in the, the capital of New York, and you're in Albany, right? I mean, the bottom line is is that uh, you guys have gone through it, and yet and still you have these two governors, especially, the, you know, Abbott and the, the Santos, the bottom line is that people are dying because of decisions that these clowns are making, and it's unfortunate. So well, what say you, sir, about the last topic? Um, I guess, I mean, I'm not sure specifically what it is, but I, I think that the difference is, is, is you know, Governor Cuomo, um, in shutting it down, got a lot of complaints. Um, from people saying, oh, it's the economy, it's the economy. And so then we had nuts like Dotard and all those guys and the governors in the South who was following the lead of um, of that guy who's not that smart saying that, oh, we need to keep the economy going, sacrificing the um, sac- sacrificing their actual residents. And so once we bent that curve, Right, and everybody in New York State started wearing masks and started social distancing. Everybody thought we were crazy, right? And then once it starts turning the corner, everybody's panicking like they don't know what to do. And so they're like, "We need to create a plan." And if we had a federal government that had sense, they would have created a national plan already. Oh, they would have created one in um, in February. That. Everybody would know what they're supposed to do. But right now, that blueprint has already been done. You're talking New York City with 8 million people on top of each other, right? If they can bend the curb, right, it took a while, you know, and I mean, all of New York State was going through it, but 
if you can bend the curb with 8 million people on top of each other and subway systems and all of that, how come you can't do it in places where people are voluntarily going to bars and breathing and coughing on people because they're just um, crazy and just being stupid? So regardless on what anybody says about, you know, um, it's your choice um, because it's our right to do whatever we want to, that is stupid because we're in a pandemic. So when your health is concerned, you can't make that decision for everybody else. Now, just remember this. We have seatbelt laws. Um, We don't get that many people who die in a year from car crashes that died last month. Right, we don't get that many. We don't get that many people um, dying in car crashes would make you have airbags, right? So we can't say, hey, why do we have airbags? Why do we have stoplights? Well, all we need is a bunch of stop signs. That many people don't die running stop signs than died in this pandemic. We can start doing all this anecdotal information and saying we have so many laws that prevent little kids wearing helmets on bicycles. We don't have that many kids die, so why do we have helmet laws? We need our government to put things in place, like put a face mask on, which is temporary, to curb a pandemic. And we still have nuts who feel like, oh, I'm not doing that because um, they can't tell me what to do. And we, they're just being stupid. So I don't know what yeah. to tell you, but I think that they need to vote all of those fools out of office. You know, there so you all go. of them who have been in denial, now that you see, you know, people getting sick and dying around you, and um, by the way, really quickly, when people are saying we have all of these cases but nobody's dying, you don't die tomorrow. Wait a couple of weeks from having mm-hmm. it. It is about a 14-day turnaround generally. So yep. now you're seeing record cases in Florida. That's more than during the whole pandemic of Italy. Florida had that many cases yesterday. That's all of wow. Italy. Wait till you see yeah. in two weeks from now how that's going to turn out on their medical system in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate your comments on that, sir. All right, second topic. Here it is. This is, this is sort of stunning. Here's the lead. Um, American intelligence officials have concluded that a Russian military intelligence unit secretly offered bounties to Taliban-linked militants for killing coalition forces in Afghanistan, including targeting American troops amid the peace talks to end the long-running war there, according to officials briefed on the matter. The U.S. concluded months ago that the Russian unit had covertly offered rewards for successful attacks last year. Islamist militants or armed criminal elements closely associated with them are believed to have collected some bounty money. The official said 20 Americans were killed in combat in Afghanistan in 2019, last year, but it was not clear which killings were under suspicion. The intelligence finding was briefed to President Trump and the White House's National Security Council discussed the problem at an interagency meeting in late March, according to these officials. Officials developed a menu of potential options, starting with making a diplomatic complaint to Moscow and a demand that it stop, along with an escalating series of sanctions and other possible responses. But despite having created that menu of potential options for the president, quote, the White House has yet to authorize any step. You know, as a former uh, service member, uh, this hits you in the gut. 
Um, this is an American president that comes out, hugs the American flag, talks about all the things he's doing for the troops. Meanwhile, his favorite buddy and favorite dictator, Putin, is paying to have U.S. soldiers killed. And this guy knew about it. Here's the familiar tone here. He was told this in March, and here we are, almost July, and nothing has happened. Sounds similar? When he was told back in December and January about the coronavirus and, you know, once again, three or four months, maybe that's his time frame, maybe 90 days. He needs 90 days to think about what he's going to do. Thank goodness for a reporting that exposes his nonsense. Let me – let me – let me – what you say, Vanessa? I'm sorry. It was great coming to you anyway. So what were you about to say? No, no. While it was on the tip of my tongue, this is the same man who had a problem with the NFL players kneeling <laughs> during the anthem. He, he's the same person who wanted to say, our military is this and our flag is this, and then he over there let the soldiers get killed. Is he insane? Are the Republicans insane? Is everybody insane? It's not the fact that he's letting in office. Vanessa, it's not the fact that he's letting soldiers get killed. The fact that he was this guy that he kisses his behind so much, they're paying people to kill American soldiers. Yes. And this guy hasn't done a damn thing about it. How do they support this idiot? I don't, I don't get it, y'all. Forgive me. I just, I just, I followed you too close this week. That's why I'm gonna have to, um, I'm gonna have to go and quarantine on the water because this is getting me crazy. I can't believe it. I can't believe he's doing this. And, and all these red-blooded American men and America, there's American Pie and Chevrolet, and they got flags hanging off the trucks, and you know, and all this other nonsense. Your president. The guy that you support is buddies with a man who's paying for the scalps of American soldiers. And you guys continue to go to bat for this fool. Kathleen, I am so disgusted by this story that I can't see straight. And what will it take for these people to understand that this dude don't give a damn about nobody but himself. He don't care about all these people. If he cared about them, he wouldn't have had rallies in Tulsa or people packed into a church. He don't give a damn. You know why? Because he knows that he's going to get tested three or four times a day. He knows that he has the best security in the world. He don't care about none of y'all. And y'all still drink the Trump Kool-Aid. You still wear the Make America Great hats. What the heck is wrong with these people, Kathleen? <laughs> I'm sorry. You got I, don't, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's not. I'm not laughing at the situation. You all know that. And I'm not certainly not laughing because it's funny. Uh, part of me has to laugh because the stress of it is you just too outrageous. You have to laugh I or you won't a, cry. It's it's unbelievable. I I need a, you know you need a vent. But I, I, again, I know I say this every week, but we listen. This is just the stuff we hear about. Okay, I am absolutely I am convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is so much more that this man is involved in and is doing that we don't even know anything about. 
So again, we can't get, you know, we can't get, we can't continue to be shocked or surprised by anything that he does. We already know that he is trying to destroy the nation. And when he walks off, he, you know, if it's smoldering and just ashes, he'll be fine if he, so long as he's walking off. Because he'll just walk off to the next place. This is who this man is. He did it with every business that he's had, everything that he's created. He destroyed, essentially, include, you know, uh, well, we won't go there, but um, include, you know, people, whether they're family members or not. This is who this man is. And he will do no less because it's the country. You know, he is a, a, a media personality, a marketing guy. He will sell anything, snake oil, to anybody to get people to believe in him and then lead them down a road and a path of pure destruction. So will he, and we also know that this guy in Russia has something over his head. We've known that since he got in office. So, yeah, he's not going to bust the guy that is, you know, dangling him, the puppeteer. So I, I'm horrified at the fact that the president of the United States is doing this. I'm horrified. But am I surprised? Not at all. Not at all. What I'm surprised about is why they haven't yet, you know, why Congress has not yet strapped on their boots and pulled up their, you know, whatever, and put the man out of office. That's what I am surprised about. I am surprised that the people that we have elected into a position to stand for the United States of America and the people of the United States of America are cowering to this self-made dictator. That is what I'm surprised about. I'm also surprised that protests have just begun and that they didn't start in like month six when we saw the madness that he was doing in month six. Yeah, that's what I'm surprised about. Wow, 478501272, Miss Elias. Um, you know, Kathleen, uh, the way she summarized it was beautiful. I mean, we're surprised, but we're not surprised. I mean, it's the same old stuff from the same old idiot, and the same old faller is going to continue to fall him off a cliff. I say this every week. Mm-hmm. I, I never understood how Jim Jones had all those people kill themselves, but now I see it. I see it. I really do. People who who are, I think, are very educated, folks that I actually know that uh, are good people, but support this man. So then it's like it's almost I'm contradicting myself. I say they're good people, but they're supporting this guy. But what they do in their day-to-day lives is completely opposite of what he's doing. It's because, in my opinion, maybe they're not following it as close. I have no idea. But all I know is... How could you not? I'm shocked, Ms. Elias, the fact that, you know, Russia is paying money to have American soldiers killed and that this guy was told he hasn't done a damn thing about it. Let's say you. Why are you shocked, Jay? Why? I don't know. Here's something, I don't know, man. Here's something, here's something John McCain, right? Yeah. He insulted um, the, the, the Gold, Gold Star, Star family. family. He insulted the, uh, the, the, the 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 brother that that killed over. He insulted his wife. 
Come on, why why would you be? In, why would you even think that? Yeah. And these all these yeah. military people talking about they're Americans and all that other stuff. It never offended not one of them that he did any of that stuff. And this is a clown. This bastard didn't even go to the when he was when he was asked to to, to go to war. He all of a sudden got bone spurs. <laughs> but yet still, he can insult people that serve their country. And 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 people just like ah well no no well you gotta forgive him. And then I, I watched something on 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 Vice, and this woman said asked this other woman. She said, "What would Trump have to do for you to not 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 follow him anymore?" She said, "Well, cheat on Melania." And the woman said, "Well, he did that." And the woman said, "Oh no, I'm not talking back then. Not back then. Back back then. I'm talking about right now. I'm thinking myself. He was in his sixties when he was cheating on Melania." So he said me something now, so it's cool now. That come on, these people are just gonna follow him no matter what. You know, I mean, they're gonna follow Stormy him no Daniels. matter what. I mean, yeah. you know, come on, Stormy Daniels, mm-hmm. he cheated with her. I mean, uh, you know, and he was caught on tape, you know, approving. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, let me let me yeah. uh, swing to you, Jerome, on this man. Um, I know, man, what you're going to say, but I just need to hear it. You know, you're like the Steve Schmidt of this broadcast, man. Every time something goes down, people on MSNBC, I cannot wait to hear what this guy has to say because he, I mean, when I tell you he lays it to President Trump, it's a beautiful thing. I just, I'm just going to sit back, man, and just give it to you because I, I just, I don't know how to ask a question. I don't know what to say. I, <laughs> You know, every now it's rare for me to be, you know, nothing speechless. But that's where I am with this man. Okay, so yeah, Mm. so I just want to say this really quickly before I get started. Steve Smith is like me on this program. I know. I mean, oh my bad. You're right. My bad. You're right. My bad. My bad. My bad. (laughs) You know, and I I have respect for Steve Smith. Uh, He he, ideology is very different to mine, but he does concisely say what he needs to say. But I am not mimicking that fool at all. So That's just want to put that out there. My bad. Um, Thank you, sir. <laughs> hey, I, I told you, we have to take ownership on this program. So we're not mimicking nobody. The the thing that is um, to, to make a mental note of is that if you're commander-in-chief of a military and you knew that your enemy was targeting your military and you did nothing, that is treasonous. That is flat impeachment area. You cannot have the people who you're fighting against targeting you, and you do nothing because you are letting your own people become sitting ducks. So there's something else that needs to be said in this. Like, not him being incompetent, not him, you know, being selfish. That is treason. You are actually actively helping a hostile nation work against the nation that you are the head of. So there, this needs to be a, a different conversation. I mean, nobody. I'm yeah. not even mad at him for this. I am telling you that this is something that people actually really got put under a firing squad for. Because if he was, if he was just like a um, um, somebody on a fit. What was the guy's name who who left his post and ran over to? ISIS or something, the Taliban was it Bird? or whatever. Was that his name? Arrested. Bird, that guy. Yeah, was it yeah. Bird? Was that his name? I can't remember. Right, I know and all he did was though. all he did is abandon his post, and they're like, "Oh, that's treason. You helped the enemy. 
you abandoned your post. This guy actively um, facilitated it. Like he's saying, we know on the intelligence side, we were told that they're targeting our troops, and you didn't move them or you didn't do anything to discourage that. You were actually helping them. So this is more serious than anything, uh, not than anything else that he's done, but this is actually pretty serious. Yeah, and I, I like the way told him too. By the way, that's why he said, "Oh, nobody told him, and it was a hoax and stuff." Yeah, if they yeah. come out and because they briefed him, when those hearings take place, he needs to be not just impeached. I think he should be arrested for this one. Yeah, because he did it while he was in office. I agree. I agree. I, I just I, it'd Can be amazing to see what happens. What you say? Is it just this one? He should be arrested for just. Well, he should be arrested for a lot of stuff, but this one. Um, yeah, this one. They need to go. This in one, right his now. supporters should see this one. You know what I mean? Because yeah. because they can be blind. You can be blind to a lot of things, but now you are. You, I mean, you starve your people in the middle of a pandemic. You go ahead and say, "Oh, we want to take away your health insurance for pre-existing conditions." So everybody who's caught that virus will be that. That'll be a pre-existing condition. And all really? the other things that yep. he did yeah. to his his um to the to the people inside the country is already bad. Right? He should not even remotely think about running for a re election for one. But this time, this is something that gets you thrown in jail. That's treason. Yeah. You're at war. That gets you firing yeah, I, squad stuff. I hope. I hope that uh, in January, when the new administration takes over, that uh, some of these people like him, Bill Barr, held accountable. All right, we're at the top of the hour, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, I want to give Johnny D an opportunity to uh, respond to this because he, you know, he is a former military service member as well. Uh, we're going to skip after the break today because we're pressing his time. Johnny, I hate to put you in the hole, brother, but let me let me get your comments here, real brief, on what's happening with this whole situation. Um, with you know our president, regardless of whether we like him or not, he is still our president. You know, saying nothing when he gets the word that Putin paying money to have our soldiers killed. Give you the last word on this segment. All right, and, and, and Jay, I promise I, I will be brief. Now, let's let's not mistake that he is no patriot. Uh, this this reprobate is really, in, in essence, a, a Russian operative. Uh, that's what he is. Uh, when, yep. when you think about how the process goes, um, some someone asked me, they said, well, why would it take 90 days for, if he was notified in 90 days, I mean, in March, why would it take some 90 days for it to come out? This is typically how it goes. You got the boots on the ground troops who work hard to discover the intelligence. And, and Jay, you being military, you, you know how this goes. They work hard. They get the intelligence. They provide it to to their next level of supervisors. They're enthusiastic yeah. that they've discovered some information that's going that's going to save American lives as well as our allies. And then you got that first level of command who pushes it up to, to, to division command. Division command takes it up to core command. Core command takes it up to to the Pentagon and the Pentagon presents it to the Intel community and so forth. So what generally happens is that that ninety day period means that somebody finally said, okay, this guy ain't going to do anything about this right here. So at that level, those individuals know how to get information out 
without jeopardizing national security, but then also without exposing themselves. So all, all so suddenly the New York Times hears about it midweek. And you've got the Trump supporters saying, well, if they knew about it in March, why didn't they say? Well, that's the process, okay? It started from ground-level individuals, worked itself up. Do I think Donald Trump knew about it back in March? I do. And even if he found out about it in Wednesday or Thursday this week here, what has he done to combat it? Nothing. Yeah, he, he is a joke. He is a joke. With a capital J And for all you people who continue to follow him And like Johnny D said, that's exactly how it works And then you have to also think that the New York Times Just like any credible news source What they'll do is they have to make sure They vet their sources to make sure the story is true Before they put it out there So the bottom line is Is that you know, this guy is an idiot. I mean, that's the bottom line. I don't know what else to say. All right, wow. 1272 We're going to stop by and take a quick break. We'll be right back after this with our third and final set. You're listening to the Serious Side of the General Show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Being an African-American is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful blessing. You have come from great people. But it's also a hard thing. In America. Because of your skin color, as a black boy and as a black man, we are going to be dealing with a lot of danger. Under no circumstance are you to talk to the police if you're arrested until I get there. Do what they say. Don't get into any arguments. Make sure your hands are out of your pockets so they can see. These are the questions you can ask. This is who to call. This is this is what happens if this bad thing it's not like, please, master, don't whip me. No, it's like, excuse me, sir, what is your badge number? I'm going to film this. If you want police brutality to stop, if you want police to treat you like a human being, then you, you have to see yourself as a human being. You have every right in this world that anyone else does. What I love about you as my son is I remember when we thought about having you and you know knowing that we wanted you and watching you grow you are the muhammad ali you are the malcolm x you are the martin luther king you are an amazing young man and the future is yours and i will do my best to make sure you're safe i love you this message is dedicated to family members who have lost unarmed sons and daughters to the police you are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.
Texas and Florida, which were among the first states to roll back coronavirus restrictions, on Friday threw much of their reopening plans into reverse after an alarming surge in infections. Florida on Friday announced a startling 8,942 new COVID-19 cases. That number was a jump from the state's previous record of just over 5,500 new daily cases reached midweek. With increasing numbers of young adults contracting the disease, Florida authorities announced that bars in the state must immediately stop serving alcohol on the premises. In Texas, Republican Governor Greg Abbott also ordered bars to close down again except for takeout and told restaurants to limit indoor capacity to 50% from 75%. I mean, this, this, is, this is jaw-dropping. This is like kind of sickening news, right? Even for those of us whose, jaw, whose, whose jaws are already sprained um, from having dropped so far and so frequently this summer. I mean, if this Times report is correct, this means that U.S. intelligence has concluded that Vladimir Putin is offering bounties for the scalps of American soldiers in Afghanistan. Not only offering, offering money to people who kill Americans, but some of the bounties that Putin has offered have been collected, meaning the Russians at least believe that they're offering cash to kill Americans has actually worked to get some Americans killed. The Russians at least believe that these bounties have been paid out, but the people to whom they have offered this money have successfully gone out and killed American soldiers because of it, and the Russians have therefore paid for that service. And President Trump was told about this in March, and he has done nothing. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. If you're just tuning in, there's an example of what we've already talked about, but we have more to come. But as always, we always say good morning. I take this opportunity to say good morning to my peeps. Let me say good morning to my my, my sisters. My sisters. First, Vanessa, good morning. How are you? Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Glad to be here and glad y'all are here. And we're glad to be here. And uh, my dear sister, Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my little brother's in the house as well. I call him the educated brother himself, Mr. Johnny D. In the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Feeling real good. Uh, great discussion. Uh, looking forward to moving forward. My man, Pots and Pans, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree's in the house. What's going on, Jerome? Nothing much, man. Just cooling. Let me ask you a question, man. What, what, can you give me a, just, can you give me a hint of what we're going to talk about today on a need-to-know basis? Man, um... We weren't going to talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a hint. That's there a you hint. go. That's a hint. Tune in to hear nothing in about uh, 20 minutes or so. <laughs> the man that gets the first and last word here in the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, sir. Good morning, uh, Hawk. Good morning, Jerome. Oh, good morning, sir. we Kathleen and one. Good morning, Nessa. And to uh, Mary... And to Mariana Music, that was uh, Kay Everett. The matter is the name of it, of the song. Okay, appreciate you as always. Let us know what's up, Miss Elias. Can we say hello to some people in the chat room if you don't mind? Uh, yeah, we got uh, uh, Covina Man wasn't there, but you know it's bike riding time. We got bike riding time. Get it, Covina. 
Then we got the two racist ass people in there. You know them two. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> well, let me say hey, hello. Hey, hey it was up. We got what's up, Dro? Boy, races are all over the place. That's all I want to say. <laughs> All right. We'll say, Kavita Man reached out to me on Instagram. What's up, Kavita? Appreciate you doing that. And let me say good morning to the pastor. Mary the Music checked in as well. Becky from Dallas. Todd Christian. Uh, man, Sherman. Just so many people checked in. Uh, also, Golden Donuts, which is an establishment here in Houston, is listening as well. Good morning to you and your people who may be in your uh, place to be. I, I, hey. <laughs> Hello, good morning. That's all I can say to a whole host of others. Appreciate you listening. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Not sure. If, you know, I've never heard anybody listening to us in a donut shop, but okay, all right. Enjoy your donuts, and uh, we're glad that you're in the house. All right, let's get into the third and final topic this morning. Former Vice President Biden has for three months said he's, his running mate will be a woman. Now, with recent events, is Biden under more pressure now to choose a woman of color? Well, Major, he continues to face tremendous pressure to pick a woman of color, but CBS News has learned that his team continues to vet or look into the backgrounds of several women. Senators Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, Kamala Harris, and Tammy Duckworth, a paraplegic Iraq war veteran. Governors Michelle Lujan Grisham of New Mexico and Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan. Congresswoman Val Demings of Florida. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms and former Obama National Security Advisor Susan Rice. Despite the recent headlines, Biden continues to insist he's looking for someone he'd be comfortable working with and who he believes is qualified for the job and we're expecting an announcement by August 1st. All right, so now just an update. Uh, Klobuchar is taking herself out the mix and I believe she did that because of what happened with the George Floyd situation to be perfectly honest with you. But hey, you know what, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. But there are reports this week that there are some black Democrats they poll black Democrats. They're black Democrats saying, look, you know what? It should be Cory Booker. And there are even others that are saying it should be Elizabeth Warren. Now, let me turn to you, Kathleen, because I think you said this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't you a person on this show that said that, look, it should be Elizabeth Warren? I mean, are you still holding on to that? And if not, give me who you think the odds are in favor or who you think is going to be the VP pick for the former vice president. You have a fever or something? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth Uh, Warren? I guess I do. (laughs) Me? No. No. That was not not I. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, maybe um, I, you said somebody that I thought was okay. Anyway, but okay. No, no, no. What I Thank said, what I said that was yeah, yeah. No, that was not, I did. Kathleen Williams did not say Elizabeth Warren. No. Um, what okay. I, <laughs> I did say something that was controversial, though. Uh, so, what did you say? Yeah, so maybe you. I, I I don't think I'll bring it back up, but I said something okay. controversial at the time. Um, does okay. he need to? Does he need to pick a woman of color? First of all, I am not. I, I do not think he should pick a woman of color. If he's going to, he should be picking a black woman, not a woman of color. I don't even know what that oh. means. Um, <clears throat> but I think he should pick a black woman. To be his running weight mate If he is going to pick a woman If he is not going to pick a woman He should definitely pick a black man Yes I do believe that I do believe that I do not think that um, I don't think 
that Elizabeth Warren is the uh, uh, is the right pick personally. I don't think so. Um, I remember I who you said now. I remember, but I'm going to keep it quiet. I remember who you said. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I remember. <laughs> I just thought of it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, but I didn't say Elizabeth. I know you didn't say. You're right. You didn't say that. I do remember no. who you said though. Um, so you you really think that it should be a, a black woman, and uh, and if not a black woman, a black man. And okay, so you black woman, give me your name. Who you think it should be? I think he's got a real a lot of really good choices. Um, oh my I God! Actually, Listen I, to you, a politician. I haven't decided that you know who he should pick, but I think okay. he's got a tremendous amount of good choices. I think that um, Mayor Lance Bottoms is a good choice. I think uh, Susan Rice is also uh, somebody he can consider. Um, he's got uh, Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Um, there, there's a ton. Uh, there were a few more that I, I just can't call names right now, but there were quite a few in the Obama administration that would make excellent running pick, uh, running um, mates for the hey. vice presidency. So wow, he was going to okay. pick a black man. I you know I I hear everybody saying Cory Booker. I don't know that that would be my choice. Um, you know, but mm. I'm open to listening. All right. You got to convince Kathleen, Vice President Biden, because she's not she's not down with him. Interesting. All right, let me go to you, Vanessa, because I know it's almost time for you to go praise the Lord. So let me ask you, uh, who should it be? I mean, who you think who you think who you who you want it to be, and who you think it's going to be? I guess that's the question I should ask. Oh, actually, I'm in the um, car with my beautiful daughter. I'm not going to church this morning. I'm going to go do some stuff with her, and I didn't realize it. Well, good morning, um, beautiful daughter. I was good asking morning. her. Say good morning, Jessica. She said, hey, y'all. So anyway, hey, uh, and whoever the bike rider is, uh, my daughter rode 15 miles yesterday, just so y'all know. Anyway, um, I <laughs> I didn't get familiar with Keisha until Jerome kept saying, Keisha, 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 and I didn't know who she was. So I... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, didn't Jerome. I, so I like Keisha and I like Demi, Val Demi. I think she has got an awesome background coming from social worker all the way to police chief to where she is. And um, uh, I even like Susan Rice. And I didn't even realize that Susan Rice was in the race until like a month ago or something. And so for me, I just think it is time for a woman, and when they say a woman of color, I think what they're saying, Kevin Kathleen, is being a woman of Hispanic or being a black woman, but a woman, somebody other than white. That's what I think they mean when they say woman of color. I, I don't know. know. But, you know. No, but she didn't know where it came from, so I'm just saying yeah. I think it needs to be a woman of color, period, hang, uh, that should be voted into the White House. It's about time for that. I really would like a black woman, but if you saw a Hispanic one, which I ain't heard him interview one, but I mean, I just think it's time for a woman to be in there. I don't, I don't even particularly want a black man as a VP. I want a woman in that VP spot. A woman. Wow, Shaka Khan well, made a song about it. I'm every woman. A woman. All right. Well, okay. There you go. So you said some picks. That's interesting. Let me uh, swing around to you, uh, uh, Jerome. Man, what are you thinking? I know Keisha, 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 Keisha. So you okay, want Keisha? Okay, stop doing that. 
I did not. I don't sound like that. And I was very serious when I said that. You did say that, though, Jerome. You did. No, no, no. I did say it, and I meant it. What I'm saying is, no, we're making a joke about that, but that woman is very well qualified, and she's pretty much the best candidate to get the least resistance. And so when I say that, you, think so? um, you guys ask me professionally what I think opposed to what I'm thinking like playing. That's a little different. Okay. Right? And okay. so I, I just don't want to mix those two up to, to make it some kind of side joke for us because right. um, she is actually really, really qualified. And other people are jokes to me, right? And so if you start to bring it up Elizabeth Warren talking about how you know, because they're polling saying Elizabeth Warren is polling high. Yeah, she had a lot of people who supported her during the primaries, but she could not speak to black women worth squat. And if That's you true. don't have a black woman right now, you are never going to have a black woman. The climate is there, so we can't be frivolous in our thoughts sometimes as black people to say, well, I don't, I don't care who it is, you know, it, just as long as they represent our interests. No. You have a 70-something-year-old white man and you need some diversity. If now is not the time where you get Nike and Netflix and everybody's trying to act like Black Lives Matter to them on the corporate side, if you can't do that now, you will never be able to do it. Own it and push that needle forward as far as you can because it is not going to last long. White folks are going to revert, revert back to their default. And their default is you're right. a black president, everything is cool. And we need to just carry on. This is going to eventually happen. If it does not happen in the next two weeks, I would be surprised. But please hmm. own it, black folks, when we start doing, um, when we're trying to move that needle forward. It's interesting you said that uh, the other people are jokes. I mean, I think, well, wow, I mean, because I think Susan Rice is, is pretty pretty good. But, but listen, I, I like Keisha, too. So, I mean, listen, I, I pre- hey, well, look, that's, those are your comments. And, uh, you know, you stick them by. I well, appreciate no, it. All right, I Johnny. Mean, what? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, because I can elaborate. If you want me to go right through all of them, I could. But I was just saying that when you, t- when you talk about this from a, um, you know, from a political standpoint as a strategist, yeah. you're telling me what's the path of least resistance. She is the best candidate that you can put forth in front of everybody and make it hot. Like, you are not going to lose anything with her there. Plus, she's already friends with Biden and He's going to pick somebody who he already has a relationship with. This yeah. is not a campaign of rivals. He's going to pick somebody who's comfortable with, not somebody who he he's going to have to watch his back with. So yeah, she, she's highly qualified. That. And all those other guys, honestly, doing the primaries, went against Biden. Biden's too old. Biden shouldn't be doing this. And I would not put any of them fools in my, in my midst just because they're being nice now. Right? I don't mm. have short term wow. You know like Jerome, you don't like Val Demings? Yes, really? but Val Demings and Kamala Harris, I think it was Kamala that said this, that she thinks that her past prosecutorial experience and Val Demings being a former police chief, you can rake through their um, their history to see how they changed their police departments, and it's going to be null. That's, she said that they think that it's going to be problematic. It's going to be a weight on them because... Although right now they're speaking freely at what they can do, what did they try to do to change that system while they were there? They were pretty much covering for the same police officers that we're now um, raking over the codes now. So Val Deming is going to have that problem. Excuse me? Val Deming really gets, though. 
she did try to get some stuff, and I'm just not in a position where I can look at my notes at home. But she that, did that, do some things in the police department to try to change it the best she could. Right. I mean, but, because it's difficult. You know, They're military structures, so it's difficult to make changes. But the, the point that I'm making is that you would still be going backwards before you go forward. And she she's not going to give you any more great insight. You can give her a cabinet position that will actually do some do um, a little bit more benefit than on vice president. We're talking about people who actually ran in our executives. So when I say, um, you know, Atlanta's mayor, she's handling crises. She can speak to crowds. She can do that. Most of the time, legislators, legislator people can't do that. They get out there for press conferences and then they're out. You're talking about people who deal with rallies, who deal with um, constituents, and who can actually interact with people. So I'm not, I'm not dogging her for her credentials. I am just saying that it's more problematic on the side of the actual campaign to actually have to do some, you know, some field research on those folks to try to give them answers when they know they're going to have problematic questions that's going to come up a little later. That's interesting. You know, and I. I wanted to jump Boy, in on that real quick. Uh, Jerome made such a really good point, and adding to that is the balance that Joe Biden needs. Yeah. And he is not one that is really very good in handling his temper, one, and really communicating well to people. And Keisha Lance Bottoms is a better balance for him than even Stacey Abrams, because yes. while Stacey Abrams is very talented very smart, you know, oh, hands down, no no qualms about any of that. She's a little stoic, a little difficult to get warm when you're right. communicating with her. She, so she she doesn't really balance him as much as uh, Mayor Lance Bottoms does. Yes. So I think she is a much better pick for Joe Biden than Right, that's a good point. That's a good point opposed to who you like as a person. Yeah. It is the balance that you're putting on a ticket and how far, how much um, field opposition research that somebody else is going to have to do and how fluent they're going to be as, uh, as a team. Yeah. And that's, why, that's where that's coming from. I agree. All right, Good let me point. get the other two members in here. Let me get in here. Uh, Johnny, man, give me, your, give me your picks, man. Who do you think, who you'd like to see and who you think it's going to be, unless they're one of the same. All right. Well, I, I do think that this is the year where we have got to, as 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 a as a people, exercise our political capital and and demand that there be an African American vice president. With that being said, uh, I have been a strong supporter of Susan Rice since since the onset. I think that she's day one ready. I think she has all the qualities and the attributes that uh, was mentioned earlier, although they were. Uh, reference to other candidates, uh, the familiarity with Joe Biden, her experience with, with national leaders. I think Joe Biden will probably be one that won't prefer to travel a great deal. So Susan Rice uh, won't need anybody to, to to open up the door of conversation because she's been on the world stage. Um, I will say that I think that uh, with the recent appeal to America, uh, Kamala Harris will will certainly be a formidable candidate for uh, Attorney General, particularly after this criminal uh, Richard Barr is, is, is removed um, in January. So I, I think Susan Rice, and I still feel like Kamala Harris will will probably 
be strongly looked at as a cabinet position as far as attorney general. I, I, I feel like Joe Biden will look at blocks of support. I don't think he gets a lot of a, a lot of push from certain other candidates. So what I'm going to look at and say as, as a wild card and as somebody we probably need to keep on the radar is the governor of Rhode Island, uh, Gina Raimondo. Uh, you, when you look back in 2016, uh, about 30% of the Hispanic and Latinos voted for Donald Trump. So if you're going to look at, uh, you know, that Northeast uh, spectrum, which typically is going to go Democrat, but if you look at a body of individuals, then she may become a player. Uh, Rhode Island has done pretty well with the pandemic. I don't know a lot about her, but I'm just throwing her name out there as, as, as a person that we may need to keep an eye on. But uh, Susan Rice is certainly the, the individual that I think will will get the nod or who I would like to see get the nod. Interesting. Wow, good stuff. Uh, Mr. Elias, get the first and last word, brother. Give me your thoughts. Well, my, 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 my first uh, is I like Stacey Abrams. I do. Um, I, I do. I like where she comes from. I like how she presents herself and I definitely dig her. My second would be Keisha Lance Bottoms. Uh, third would be Susan Rice, and fourth would be Camilla Harris. That that well, you got to listen for us. Yeah, I got to listen wow. for I, that. That that would be it for me. Jay, can I, I say my daughter over here made a comment? Yeah, real quick, huh? we gotta go. Jay. Go ahead, real quick. We have to go. Okay, she said that she thinks it should be a Hispanic woman because they will vote their race versus ver- uh, voting party. And I'm glad you said that. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Let, let, let me say this: we have to go. Basically, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I think that if he if he picks anyone, if if he if he picks anyone. Outside of a black woman to be his VP, he better be prepared to name his full kid, and he better make sure it is front loaded with black women. To me, that's the only way you can get away with naming someone other than a black woman to be VP. He's going to have to come out with his. He has to show a number, a plethora no. of black women being a part of it. That's that's my that's, no. that's just my opinion. But that's my and, opinion, and, and I'm sticking to it. Know. Okay, all right, that's fine. All right. All right, we have to go. We have to go. We have to go. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's get out of here. We're, we're uh, chatterbox coming up next, and only need to know basis. You're listening to Serious Side to Jay Rouse Show. It's time for this week's edition of Under the Radar: Stories that didn't make the cut for the live show. However, they are important stories that you need to know. Here's our story for this week. Body cam footage released by Fort Worth police show the officer arriving at the house early Saturday morning and looking inside an open front door. He then canvasses the property, aiming both his flashlight and gun at the windows. When he sees someone standing inside, the officer shouts, then fires his weapon. Put your hands up! Show me your hands! A single gunshot, 28-year-old Tatiana Jefferson, who was taking care of her sick mother's home, was pronounced dead at the scene. Police were conducting a welfare check, initially called to the home by a neighbor who was worried after seeing the door left open. I informed them that my neighbor was an elderly, sickly lady, and I was concerned for her health. But when police arrived, James Smith says they did not use lights or sirens. Three or four tactical officers come from around the corner, seemed like, in less than a minute, I heard gunshots. 
Fort Worth police released a statement saying the officer used his weapon after perceiving a threat. The officer did not announce that he was a police officer prior to shooting. What the officer observed and why he did not announce police will be addressed as the investigation continues. Family attorney Lee Merritt said the real threat came from police. That's murder. And community members are calling for more answers. I feel guilty because had I not called the Fort Police Department, my neighbor would still be alive today. Fort Worth police say the white male officer joined the force last year and is on administrative leave pending an investigation. That's it. Thank you for listening. And remember, every week we'll feature stories that you need to know right here on Under the Radar, sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm Jay Rao. See you next time. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. All right, welcome back, folks. It is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from our world-famous chat room and from social media. Mr. LES, man, do you have anything you want to contribute to this portion of the show? Nope, not at all. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> you guys, they're not going to get it on the air. Sorry, you can try, try, no, try, but no, it's not going to hell happen. no. Mm-hmm. There you go. And they see Miss, you know, Kathleen needed somebody to curse for her earlier in the show, and too bad you were screening calls because you would have more than happy volunteered your services for that. All right, let oh, me uh, read uh, a couple that I have. Yeah, I know you would. All right, let me let me read a couple here. Uh, the pass is checked in. It says, "Peace and blessings, family." This show is truly an eye opener. Uh, the crimes that this president has committed are on the levels of treason. And Jay, I too can't wait to see what the Biden administration do to correct these wrongs. Yeah, I can't wait. Marietta Music, oh my. I love, love, love the music doing, so I love, love, love the music played during the show. Whatever happened to the music show y'all had a few years back, Mr. Elias, you are the man. Continue to do the damn thing. Oh yeah, Trump sucks. <laughs> All right, well, um, as far as the show, uh, yeah, well, Kathleen, I mean, Kathleen, Marietta, we have to talk about that later. All right, Becky, Dallas, Texas. I'm a first-time listener to this podcast. Very informative and great content. I would definitely be back. Are you on Sirius XM? I would love to listen in my car on my way to church. Well, you can listen in your car, Becky. All you have to do is go to TuneIn, or you can just type in the Sirius side on Google, and you will have a plethora of opportunities or choices to uh, listen to the show. So you can definitely... I'm pretty sure you have a late model car, right, and Bluetooth. You can listen in the car anytime you like. So check out those options. If not, hit me back. I'll tell you how to do it. Christian from Tampa, Florida. Thanks for pointing out our hypocritical governor. He's an idiot and should be impeached. Wow. That sounds like you talked about Donald Trump. All right. Much more. Can't read them all. But you know what time it is. It's time for my favorite part. Yeah. Mine too. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a. Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, it's time for me and Mr. L.E.S.'s favorite part of the show, and I'm pretty sure Jerome's and everyone on the show. It is time for only need-to-know bases with our main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. All right, Jerome, it's time to talk about nothing. What say you? You know, uh, on our first story, you know, Prince's entire catalog has been added to um, that popular video sharing app, app TikTok. Um, they have a really? new deal. Really? 
the yeah under their estate. Now I don't know how I feel about this as a Prince fan, but Prince was so against all of this stuff. It's crazy. He was so. So the the guy who's running the state said it's our hope that a new generation of global fans can find meaning in Prince's music and can be um, inspired to create. So Monday TikTok um, is hosting a special live stream tour of Paisley Park, um, which is Prince's house, at 12 p.m. Wow. Well, it reminds me of the Jay Z song. Um, um, where he says that um, they would even auction off the casket. <laughs> He's like, bastards, that's what he said, would even auction off his casket. So they are really exploiting Prince to some degree that I think makes it all a little uncomfortable. Yes. Um, yeah, because I remember, remember you couldn't find any of his content on YouTube. Now all of a sudden it's all out there. Yeah, you're right. He would be so against this if he were he, still alive. He kept taking it down. And so as long, yeah. as, that, as, long as the family has an executor, that they are making decisions on his music and they're making decisions on his catalog, which is going against everything that he wanted. So, I, again, I really believe that Prince's will is sitting someplace and so somebody can make enough money and they're going to go, oh, here it is. I think they're <laughs> hiding it. Wow, yep. that's bad. All right, yep. wow, crazy. Yeah, so Major League Baseball is set a uh, 60-game schedule. It's starting at the end of July for its shortest season in more than 140 years. So Major League Baseball issued a 40-game schedule on Tuesday night. Um, they said it's starting July 23rd and 24th in empty ballparks because of the coronavirus. So there you have it. Wow. Basketball also did the same thing. I don't know what date that they're starting, but they actually set a schedule as well. Uh, yeah, I thought they pushed that back though because of some some guys got uh, I don't know. I thought because it was in Florida they were going to push that back. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, no, they may push it back because of um, I think eight, six or eight players tested positive, but I think that happened before they said that they were going to release a schedule. So they must have known, and they feel like they have enough things put in place because they were asymptomatic. They didn't, you know I what I mean? I guarantee you, Jerome, someone's going to come up with a face mask for sports, for people to play sports in. That's going to be this new bio. I guarantee you. Watch. Watch what I tell you. It's going to happen. Right. You can breathe. You can breathe in and not um, spit out particles or something. I don't know. I don't know how they would do that. But interesting enough, um, you know, players with the uh, National Women's Soccer League knelt doing the national anthem on Saturday. Um, for the Challenge Challenge Cup tournament, which opened in Utah, it's the first U.S. professional sporting event since the pandemic. And players with, with I guess it's Portland and North Carolina, they all wore Black Lives Matter T-shirts and warm-ups before the game, which was nationally televised on CBS. And um, so they kicked off, and all the players nailed. Now, here what happened in this case? They um, nailed during the moment of silence before the kickoff and the um, the league said that they would play the national anthem and that it would support the players in whatever they chose to do. Now the NFL should have done that. If they would have just said mm-hmm. we'll play the national anthem and the players can do what they want to do, they would have been fine. They had to pick a fight with the players and now they all look like jerks. Yeah. 
Yep, because Jerry Jones is telling this player, even if they uh, he, they bet not, he's still telling them that. I'm like, really? What a clown, <laughs> man. Yep. What a clown. Yeah. Now, now the, the group, um, the Dixie Chicks, they changed their name to the Chicks. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and they declared support for Black Lives Matter movement uh, with a new anthem, March March. So they quietly changed their name, dropped the word Dixie, and have rebranded themselves as the Chicks on Thursday. Also, Disney announced that it will ditch Splash Mountain's racist song of the South theme and reimagine the attraction based on Princess and the Frog, which has features of first black Disney princess. So they announced on Thursday that they're going to, that Splash Mountain theme was based off a controversial 1946 song film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Remus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with this, uh, you know, racist betrayals and that thing. So Disney is changing that. Um, L'Oreal is removing whitening and lightening and fair from skin products in response to Black Lives Matter protests. So, now, I don't know if I should laugh about this or not, but I'm just saying. French cosmetic giant L'Oreal said in a statement that it decided to remove the words white, whitening, fair, fairness, light, and lightning from all the skin um Skin evening products is what they're going to call it. It's going to be skin e- evening. <laughs> you know, we want to even your skin as opposed to lighten and whiten your skin. It's the same thing, but whatever. What you say? Beyonce represents L'Oreal, so how they going to get rid of fair? Well, here's the thing. In a lot of countries, they promote skin whitening. Like, they don't do it so much here, but in other countries, especially African countries, that is the thing. And that's really big, that skin whitening, because they want that's promoting white supremacy, right? And and they're saying, whiten your skin and look better. So that's a big push in a lot of African countries. So L'Oreal, which is a French company, knows what the meaning of that is for them. So here, it's about evening your skin from blotches. But there, it's about whitening your skin, because they used to sell that here. Well, well, hold up a second, because if you've gone into, and I, you know, maybe the women would know this more, because we shop in beauty supplies. When you go into the beauty supply, which beauty supplies, which are probably, I'm not going to give a percentage. I'm just going to say predominantly owned by Asian people. The the um, advertising when you walk in is whitening, and they have shelves and shelves and shelves right. of skin whitening products right. right here. So we may not see it on television or that kind of marketing and so forth, but it's prevalent. And having gone to, you know, I know a lot of us have been to Africa. Absolutely. That's exactly what you see in Africa as well, whitening, whitening. cream, whitening products, all of that, and for all of these black people um yep. and it's and it's purchased it's yeah purchased. yeah they do it on billboards there though they do it on billboards yeah. and commercials Absolutely. that it's whitening yeah here it's a little bit more subtle but it's the same thing yep. so um um mark zuckerberg caved and says that facebook will ban hate speech from its ads by putting warning labels on harmful posts by public figures 
after nearly 140 advertisers boycotted um, Facebook. So Zuckerberg said in his Facebook Live video on Friday that the company will begin labeling harmful content from politicians that remains um, newsworthy. I think he's just, although he's still, you know, sponsoring the Republican convention, um, Mm -hmm. forget in the words of NWA, forget Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, did you see Twitter should have did that this morning because Trump tweeted out uh, some people talking about white power this morning. Yes, he sure did. Again, wow. again, he's panicking. Wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, Trump, he tweeted out. He tweeted out some people riding by talking about they're for Trump, 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 white power, white power, and he tweeted that. Yeah, and he he kind of said something like it was about mega uh, a mega rally, and this woman was yelling white power, but he attached that to the tweet. Yeah, so he tweeted. They were fine people there. They yeah, and, but that they were fine mega people there, and she's yelling mm-hmm. white power. Again, yeah. he's he's panicking because his his um his horns are coming out. You know, racist people mm-hmm. can't hide it. It's almost like yeah. you know, and I know I'm going to do some of these stories in a second, but it's almost like the fact that people are really ignoring, and and I implore all of you guys to pay attention. They're ignoring that peaceful protest against violence against black people is being met with white people, um, you know, mm-hmm. shooting, spitting, cursing, coughing on yeah. black. They're meeting peaceful protests with violence while they're protesting violence. That says mm-hmm. something about the pathology of white folks in this country. And if you don't believe me, keep watching the anger of the white folks who are mad that you're protesting that you are getting abused by white folks. There is something that you can have damn uh, 100-year case study on. White folks yep. mad at you protesting their violence against you. Yep. <laughs> yes. That's crazy to me, though. I don't it it should be crazy to them is the point. Now, the next story, William Beasley was fired from his job at Apex Systems after a video sparking accusations of racial profiling. It ain't even sparking it. This is in San Francisco, California. This guy who was Mexican was attempting to get into his apartment complex while a white SUV blocked his way and refused to move for several minutes. Then Beasley demanded to see the guy's key fab but still didn't let him into the complex. So after he felt, um, you know, um, threatened, Beasley assumed he was threatened based upon his appearance. So there's footage of the guy not only assaulting the guy who he thinks is Mexican, he's also hitting a witness that was trying to say this guy lives here. That guy was fired from his job because the white folks are freaking out. That guy is 28 years old, and he gets out of his car and says, prove that you live here. There is something that I'm saying there, there's something white folks actually need help. They don't realize that this is a socio, uh, um, a psychological defect. If you are getting mad because somebody does not look like you, that's how deep racism is embedded into society in this country. Prove that you wow. live here. Yeah, right? really. Any person thinks that they can go and ask you a question. Right now, again, um, you know, before I forget this, Rhode Island 
is moving to change its official name. Now, I don't know how many people know the official name of the state of Rhode Island, but the official name of the state of Rhode Island is the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Did you know that? <laughs> wow. I did yeah. not know that. No, nope. so, didn't know that. I yep. knew about Providence, but I didn't know about the plantation part. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know about the plantation part. I didn't remember the Providence. But um, the governor um, signed an executive order on Monday declaring that her office will not use the word plantations in future executive orders, citations, or on its website. So Rhode Island State House um, signaled that it will be moving forward with um, the state Senate legislation to get a referendum for the name change in, on November's ballot. Now, the state only black senator introduced a bill. Um, he said whatever the meaning of the term plantations in the context of Rhode Island's history is, it carries a horrific connotation uh, when considering the tragedy or the tragic and racist history of our nation. Do you believe that? I didn't realize that Rhode Island had Providence and Plantations in their name. But did their not name. Realize, I did not know it either. Didn't know yep. it either. Wow. Now, the House Democrats made history on Friday by voting in favor of making Washington, D.C. the nation's 51st state. So no Republicans voted in favor of it. Um, um, and there was one Democrat, um, Colin Patterson or Peterson of Minnesota, who voted against it. Who knows why? Peterson famously voted against President Trump's impeachment. I'm sorry, did I say that? I was just reading. Dotard's impeachment. Um, <laughs> wow. Sorry about that. I make mistakes too sometimes. He's All a right. So they want to name it Washington because, okay, so they're explaining it's Washington District of Columbia would be changed to Washington Douglas Commonwealth. So it would still be Washington, D.C. But it will be named after Maryland-born abolitionist Frederick Douglass, who Virginia and Maryland gave to create Washington, D.C. So hmm. since, um, you know, Maryland and um, Maryland and Virginia gave land, George Washington was a Virginian, and Frederick Douglass was Maryland. So they want to name it Washington um, Douglass Commonwealth. Well, so it will still be Washington, hmm. D.C., you're not paying attention, but it'll be named after Frederick Now, a decision. All right, we have time for one more. Then you know, we you know we got our little thing we do at the top of the hour. So we have time for you know, one more make for this, this live listening audience. Yeah. So you know, I'm going to make this good because uh, we're going to have to yeah. go into overtime because <laughs> of this story. Yes. yes. Now, yes. a decision that can test the legal framework of the Me Too cases is now in court. Comedian Bill Cosby has won his right to fight the 2018 conviction with the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. So the 82-year-old Cosby has been in prison in a suburban Philadelphia prison for almost two years. And the Supreme Court has agreed to review two aspects of the case, including the judge's decision to let prosecutors call five accusers to testify about a long time ago encounter with Cosby. So Cosby lawyers have long challenged that testimony as remote and unreliable. So this um, reversal, because they shouldn't have done it, and this reversal may change how Me Too cases are prosecuted because you cannot go back and use in one case um, some other cases that have not been proven to compound on side of a case. So he's won his hearing to um, 
to reverse his conviction. Good luck, Cassie. Wow. And I know you're mad. Whatever. All of that. All All of that. There you go. All right. So. Uh, appreciate it, Jerome. That's just a smidgen of uh, that's the official. That's the official and need to know basis. But you know, if you've been listening for the last two weeks, there's another edition that comes up after this that's even more funny and more fun. So you need to stay tuned for that. That happens at the top of the hour in about five or ten minutes. But now it is time for our final thoughts. And uh, ladies are first around here. Vanessa, final thoughts. Vanessa, what? She was. Okay, Nothing. Kathleen, final thoughts. Um, we are almost at the end of June, which is the sixth month in 2023. So the um, I I just want to say that this has been a very very rocky 2020. So many of us on uh, December 31st, as we were bringing in the new year, were looking forward to an amazing. Um, transformation and transition into this fabulousness for 2020, the year of vision, if you will. And this six months in, many people are saying, oh my God, I can't wait until this year is over. But what I want to encourage you today is to continue to have faith in the fact that this is the year of vision because what's in the dark will come to light and it can never be healed unless we're looking at it and looking at it clearly, accurately for what it is, not for what's hidden. So, yes, this is a difficult time. This is a very challenging and stressful time. But in 2020, we will continue to see everything that there is to see for what it really is and stand up for what we believe in, stand up for truth, stand up for justice, and what should be and will become the American way if we do that and continue to look and see for real what's happening. Don't, uh, you know, don't get weary. Don't give up the fight. Um, stay in the race. Stay with your eyes open. And, you know, continue to pray, of course, because God is sitting, God still God still sits on the throne. And um, this is going to turn around, even if not in our lifetime. But certainly, this is the window. As Jerome said earlier, this is the window. Crash through it. Don't jump through it, crawl through it. Crash through it before it closes. Our time. All right. Good stuff. Appreciate you. Sounds like Vanessa is back in the house. Vanessa, give me your final thoughts. I am. I'm here. Um, I, I'm, I just think that it's... Everything that Kathleen said is, is absolutely true. I think that we are in some really trying times in Texas, though, Jay. Uh, I'm in personally in Sam's with a lot of people because I do think that they're going to shut some more stuff in Texas down if they don't get some things under control. So that's the reason why my daughter texted me while I was in the middle of the show and said, Mom, let's go get some stuff while people aren't thinking about it. So we're in Sam's trying to get some things because I do think – that uh, they're going to do some other things in Houston if they don't uh, get it under control. So uh, do pray for Texas because we got a crazy governor and uh, we got some people here that don't listen. And if they didn't have to, they wouldn't put on a mask. So y'all have a great week. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you so much. All right, Johnny D. Man, final thoughts. Once again, I'm I'm appreciative of this opportunity Uh, since we've been broadcasting Worldwide, 3,660 individuals have contracted the 
COVID-19 and 144 persons have met their demise. This is real, and this will become our new norm as the numbers continue to trend up in, 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 in America. Uh, we just got to come to the understanding that right now we are in a time where you have leadership who wants to be as deceptive as they can, and there's unfortunately people who are believing it. But I look forward to doing God's will, serving my purpose, and if that brings me back next week, uh, I look forward to it, and thank you all. Thank you so much. And just for the live listeners, if you want to get in, you have 30 seconds, 347-850-1272, here to overtime. If not, if you're just listening like you normally do, then just stay tuned. The show will continue. All right, Jerome, man, final thoughts. Yep, really quickly, I want to tell my, you know, folks in Florida and Texas and Oklahoma that, um, Vanessa, I want you to hear this, get some turmeric, get some ginger, make some tea, stop your dairy. That virus does sit in mucus, and it germinates in mucus. So, you know, do everything you can to make your body as healthy as possible when, um, a pan- when you have a pandemic, and just get some in the house. And if anybody comes down with it, you can call Kathleen and ask her about it, but you need to get that stuff out of your body as best as possible. You need to keep flushing your body and make sure you stay hydrated. That is the biggest thing that you can do is to stay hydrated. All right, that's all I got. See you guys next week. Good stuff. All right, sounds Amen. good. And the medic is the first Amen. and last word on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good uh, final thoughts, sir. I, I got a couple of things. The first thing is I'm, I'm looking in the chat room, and Boba Wright says that the coronavirus is fake. Well, I'll tell you this much. Take your ass to one of these hospitals or one of the nursing homes and get a job in there in the COVID, nurse, COVID unit and see how long you last in there. Don't, don't wear a mask. Just don't wear a mask. Walk in there and see how fake it is then. Because there are people dying every day from it. My friend was in the hospital 65 days from the COVID virus. He lost, he's finally getting back to the use of his legs, and he lost the use of his right arm. So if you think it's that fake, take your, take your ass in there and go to work in one of the, the, the hospitals or one of the nursing homes. Don't, don't, don't punk out. Go do it. I want to see you do it. And finally, I'd like to say for the Republicans in Louisville, you should be ashamed of yourself. They had a, 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 a primary in Louisville, and, and in Louisville, as, man, as a lot of black folks, they had 600,000 people to have. You know how many polling places they had open? They had one polling place open. And that's Mitch, Mitch McConnell doing that crap. So look, folks, if you don't believe it, I'm telling you, voting is important. If it wasn't, they wouldn't be trying to stop you from voting. So get out and vote, folks. That's just the bottom line. If you don't vote, you don't have a voice. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you to everyone who continues to listen to the serious side, even those people who are haters. You know, the bottom line is whether or not you want to accept what we're saying, it's still getting in between your ears. And at some point, and we have proven this throughout the course of the years, that some people will hear it enough and say, wait a minute, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I was looking at something on YouTube every now and then. You need to go and do a YouTube splurge. And I was on YouTube the other night looking at old 60-minute rewind tapes. They were talking about how they were covering the death of uh, Malcolm X, and I watched the one on Emmett Till, uh, profound information. Take the opportunity to educate yourself about our nation's history. And don't look at the rosy stuff. Look at the stuff that really tells what the true definition of America is all about. Because you can see it play out on American streets every day. 
Yeah, people are waving Confederate flags. There are folks who are actually arguing against taking down statues of people who were traitors to this country. So you tell me. You have a president who doesn't care whether a dictator kills American soldiers, and then you have a president that's defending people who were, I don't know, treasonous and betrayals to their country. And if you look at that scenario, who's really the true Americans? What side are you on? What side will you continue to be on? And that being said, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rob Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. I want you to stay safe, virus-free, and please mask up when you step outside. So for Vanessa, for Kathleen, for Johnny, for Mr. Elias, and for Jerome, I'm Jay Rob saying have a wonderful work week. Stay safe, and if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side of the J-Rob Show. See you next week. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And the saga continues. It's the OT, and you know what time it is. On a need-to-know basis, the OT edition. Here's my main man, Jerome. It's free. Man, Jerome, man, the floor is yours. All right, so I am going to finish up my Cosby story because I think it's important because I only got to do probably half of it. Now, the court will reconsider, um, will also consider and weigh the scope of the testimony that was allowed, whether the jury should have heard um, about Cosby giving people quaaludes in the past because women were testifying that they were asking for it and he had a prescription, so he gave it to people who asked for it. So there was nothing proven about Cosby drugging anybody. Secondly, the court will also examine Cosby's argument that he had an agreement with a former prosecutor that would have never been char- that he would never be charged in the case. So even that prosecutor testified saying, "Yes, we got the information, said we wouldn't charge him, so he gave us more detail, and they used that against them. So that's why he's they they are agreeing to cede this case. So Cosby lawyers also challenge his classification as a sexually violent predator subject to lifetime supervision. So here's what he was convicted on. The woman, um, Costanz or whatever her name was, she said that she felt like she was drugged, but she consented to sex. So he didn't sexually assault her is the problem in this case. And so... Being that he was a sexually violent predator is with with lifetime supervision, they couldn't let him out under the corona stuff because he was a violent sexual offender, which he was never convicted of sexual um, uh, a violent violent sexual crime. They said that he drugged her. She said she was having sex with him anyway. It's a complicated story, but it's been paraphrased so much wow. that people think Cosby sexually assaulted this woman, which he didn't. So. The spokesman, Andrew Wyatt, said Cosby was extremely thankful the court would hear the case. He got railroaded by some local prosecutors, and we know what this is, you know, what all the other stuff with black people and local prosecutors are uh, are going through. You know, we'll see how this goes. Now, 
the John Wayne Airport in Northern California have um, could have his name changed. So the Orange County Airport um, um, it may change the name after local politicians passed a resolution condemning the actor's racist and bigoted statements in the past. And everybody knows John Wayne was pretty damn racist. So that shouldn't be surprising, but they may end up changing the airport name. I know this is going to piss people well, off. Public like Enemy said it best. Public Enemy said it best, didn't they? Play, play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you don't know the song, Fight the Power, uh, Elvis was the hero the most, but he never met Jack to me. Punk, straight out racist. The sucker was simple and plain. Hit that part for me, Elias. That that's him and John Wayne. You know what Thank I'm you very you much. Know what I'm <laughs> I, I couldn't ask Kathleen to do that. Good looking out, Elias. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you hey, all very much. Got it. I see. Thank I knew you knew the song though. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> I could have gave you the early part of that. All right. Um, George uh, Floyd's Justice and Policing Act of 2020, which includes a ban on truck codes and no-knock warrants has come in response to mounting calls for widespread police reform and um, in the wake of his Memorial Day murder. Um, so on Thursday, Congress passed um, this, this act, 236 to 181, um, the Republicans didn't vote. Well, actually, three Republicans crossed party lines, so now it's bipartisan mm. uh, to help spend it to the Senate. I have nothing for the Senate, wow. but here we go. Well, you know, the Senate ain't going to do nothing. Mitch McConnell's not going to do anything with it, man. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I really want to call him somebody else, but I'll just say Moscow Mitch because I want to call him something that rhymes with McConnell. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Dotard, um, at the Dotard rally, um, Planet at the Disco, um, 19 or 2018 hit song, High Hopes, was played during his rally in Phoenix on, on Tuesday. And the front man, um, Brendan um, Urey, demanded that yeah. he, 33-year-old tweeted, Dear yeah. Trump campaign, F you. You're not invited. Stop playing my song, <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> so, That's uh, true, man. Yeah. He said that um, Dotard represents nothing we stand for. So he urged his 6.6 million social media followers to register to vote and help get this monster out of office in November. Um, his, wow. t- his tweet came two days after Tom Petty's estate issued Trump a formal cease and desist order for using his 1989 song, I Won't Back Down, during his, ra- his, his half rally in Tulsa. Both the late Tom Petty and his family firmly stands against racism and discrimination of any kind, they said in a statement. Now, in 2018, mm. Rihanna tweeted that neither she nor her people would ever be around um, one of those tragic rallies after re- after Trump played um, her song in 2008, Please Don't Stop the Music. Now, oh, the wow. same day, Guns N' Roses frontman Axl Rose tweeted that um, the twice-divorced father of five was an S-bag for ignoring his formal request to stop using Sweet Child of Mine in 1987. Wow. Wait, I got more. Axel, uh, Aerosmith has repeatedly sent cease and desist warnings to, <laughs> to him for living yeah. under the team uh, in his rallies yeah. in 2015 and 18. And as of today, the Rolling Stones are threatening um, 
dotard with legal action if they use their 1969 classic, You Can't Always Get What You Want, at his rally because they used it in Tulsa. Every, so anytime we have this question, Jay, of who do you think is going to win the election, I say just remember all these stories about people saying, F you, your S bag, and stop <laughs> using my music. Just remember this particular segment. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um, the Trump family has lost their attempt to gag um, um, Dotard's niece, Mary Trump, from writing yeah. a tell-all book. Um, they were seeking a temporary restraining order claiming that she signed uh, NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement. Now, the judge at the Queen's surrogate court in New York ruled that their application to stop Mary was faith. Um, fatally defective and dismissed it. So the family have claimed that no amount of monetary damages can ameliorate the loss if Mary is allowed to publish her book. Um, In their application, the Trump said that they would suffer irreparable harm if her book was released next month. And uh, her book is titled Too Much and Never Enough. How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man is scheduled to be released in July. Good. So, after that ruling... I haven't bought on the other ones, but I'm sitting to buy that one. Oh, yeah. They're like... They, they, their whole family is scared. So, so Trump's brother, Robert... We never hear of any of these guys. His brother, Robert, filed new legal papers um, after that, trying to stop her from publishing that book. Wow, they got some Dang. dirt in there. I, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. get some some animal sacrifice and some incest someplace. Like there's something <laughs> in there that they hiding <laughs> that they don't want somebody to know. You're right. You're right. Like a, pre-orders on that one, what you say? Are they taking pre-orders on that one? <laughs> <laughs> they should be. <laughs> that is going to be a bestseller And they're saying it's real repairable harm Irreparable harm Is going to be caused to their family uh, If that book is released And it's but going to get Doesn't he say that about every book That's about him No, no, no This is not just Trump filing suit This is like the other family it's members right. Filing suit yeah, as well Because you remember he his this, Trump, went, Trump went to Robert and made him do it because he said he said he doesn't even talk to this guy. And no, he, he doesn't talk to any and of them. Made him do it, right? Right. And so his sister, who was a judge, who who had to resign because of um, another oh, yeah. family member um, talking about irregularities that they had, like you know bribing people for contracts, that kind of stuff. And so she was under ethics review. And once they decided to review her ethics while she was a judge. She actually resigned or retired so that they can stop the ethics review. So they have some dirt in there that they don't want people to know. And it's not just it's not just dotard. That's why she stopped the ethics review by retiring. Because they knew that they're about to pull some dirt. So Mary Trump is the one to keep an eye out for. Obviously. <laughs> yep. Now now a judge ruled that that Trump cannot use this $2.5 billion in military cash to build a border wall uh, days after he signed uh, a new section saying that they completed, <laughs> what, 400 miles or 200 miles of border. The only new border um, wall that he put up is three miles. 
because they just replaced old fencing. So they replaced three miles in three years. And he's like, oh, mm. we have 200 miles up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's the money. <laughs> yeah, I know. So the ninth U.S. He's Circuit Court of Appeals agreed, agreed with the coalition of border states and environmental groups that will um, – that the transfer was unlawful and the building of the wall could pose environmental threats. They're not going to be able to get that. Um, and they should tear down whatever he just built as well. But we'll see really? if the next president will do that. But isn't now, that the all, wall that they found that people were able to get over and through? Isn't that that same yeah, wall? and under it. <laughs> and under yeah. it. Wow. You know. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that one day Snutter group? So high, I can't get over it. I'm, I'm just saying oh, that's well, my George. I can't, get, under it. <laughs> well, I no, can't no. get around it. Can't get around it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jay's not on his job. You one nation in the group. <laughs> we gotta start treating Jay like Siri. It's like Alexa. We had a whole bunch. We had a whole bunch of songs. I was hoping he's gonna play coolest or chillest. Oh, exactly. <laughs> We got a bunch of them ready to queue up. All right. Now, um, um, Dotard um, campaign workers, um, the campaign who worked at the Tulsa rally on Saturday, are being asked to, asked to remotely um, um, self-quarantine as a precaution after eight staffers tested positive for the coronavirus. So they're asking wow. all the campaign workers who work to quarantine themselves for 14 days. Mm. These are people, yeah, don't wear a mask. They they pulled mm. up the social distancing stickers that they had in their arena. The Trump campaign asked them to peel them up so that people can get closer together, and they did it. Wow. wow. So now all of them need to self-quarantine. Well, it's too late. They, they Their numbers are out the roof now in Oklahoma. Thanks, wow. Trump. I mean, that's just insane. That is yep. truly insane that they would even do that right uh. Wow. Yep. Now, Vice President um, Joe Biden blasted um, Trump for his handling of the coronavirus and said that Trump administration's lawsuit to kill Obamacare would leave COVID-19 victims without health care. He said it's like a child who cannot believe this is happening to him. All his whining and self-pity. Um, this pandemic didn't happen to him. It happened to all of us, is what Biden said during a health care-themed um, speech in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on Thursday. Biden said his job isn't to whine about it. His job is to do something about it and to lead. So shout out to people who are like, what is Joe Biden doing? Joe Biden's kicking you in your butt. That's what Joe Biden's doing. Carry on. That's just all I want to say about that. All right. So, so the White House Correspondents' Dinner is officially off, as organizers say that that say packed dinner. Um, that, you know, the dinner w- was supposed to feature Kenan Thompson and Hassan um, um, Minjai, I guess is his name, couldn't be done safely. So the dinner has been canceled. Now, I was looking forward to um, Kenan Thompson doing doing one of those things. So, you know what? Biden should do a virtual White House really? Correspondents Dinner hey, sure, sure. and just roast that fool. Because you can't, this is a good time to roast him. Because out of all the Correspondents Dinner, there is so much stuff to laugh at that fool about. It is not even funny. It is sad, like Kathleen said earlier. Sometimes you laugh because there's there's nothing else. But we need to um, roast that fool because he's so he's ridiculous. So we need to roast him. 
No. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. So they, but they can have a campaign rally, but they can't have a dinner? Right. Okay. Right. Again, they should social distance that piece just to make a mockery of it and have, I would put it in an arena or someplace that seats like, you know, 1,600 people. And I would spread out the tables and roast him live on stage like Dave Chappelle. (laughs) Here we go. Everybody grab your mask because we're about to go off on this fool just to show people laughing at him. Now, um, Bubba Wallace, who is the only full-time black driver in NASCAR circuit, said that um, he he was mad because people are trying to test my character in integrity after investigators said that the noose um, was a door handle that's been yeah. there. Yeah, right. Now, have you seen yeah, pictures? I, I, yeah. A noose yeah. is a noose is a noose. Come so. on, man. Why didn't, it, why didn't any other drivers have that same noose in there? And in, in, in their garage. Why just him? That was just, come on. And yeah. the FBI said that sounds like this is, y'all are lying and you know you're lying. Right. So so Bubba Wallace said that he may not have been the target and um, has had been, um, it had been feared that his vocal support of removing the Confederate flag from NASCAR tracks um, would spark anti, you know, would spark protests. But, even though he wasn't a target, it was a damn noose. And that, that it was. That it was. It was a so noose, he, man. It was clearly a noose. Yep. He said on CNN, even if it wasn't not directed on him, somebody tied a noose. So stop saying, oh, it's a door handle. It's a damn noose that they were using <laughs> as a damn door handle. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. But only, yeah. In, only, only in his garage it was a noose. It was only one. Out of everybody mm-hmm. in um yeah, and they said they looked at their other tracks and did not find any. No. And there was only one there. But I would like to know then why is it that the brother is the one that they put in the garage with the door not working? Nobody else's garage door working? And I think I was watching um, Trevor Noah, and they did a spot on this, and the brother that's on this, I can't remember his name right now, the other guy that's on um, Trevor Noah. Was talking about. He's like, do you know how many knots they could have tied to use <laughs> to prepare that rope? Right. The door? He's like, I'm a boy scout. There's every there's a slip knot, this knot, that knot. Why a noose? Come on. Right. We we all know what that means. So again, yeah. If everybody wants to act like they don't know, it's a part of the problem to begin with. That you know, white folks act as if you have to convince them that something that is real is not real and then it's real again. Like we have to break mm-hmm. down their own their own psyche for them to see something that's blaringly obvious to everybody else. Really? Yeah. Now, three North Carolina policemen are fired after in-car camera recorded their conversations about needing a civil war and to wipe African-Americans off the map. So three yeah. members of Wilmington Police Department in North Carolina have been fired as they were using racial slurs and calling for a civil war in the country. Again, I wow, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I I, I, I watched something on uh, on YouTube about Wilmington, man, where they had like a Black Wall Street, and they had black congressmen and senators, man. They were sitting in Washington D.C. and the white folks got mad. 
And these white folks were there, they were Democrats. They got mad and they sent them after these people. And they ended up killing them and taking all that, tucking everything away from them, man. It was just, it was it was just unbelievable. Yes. But so they, and you they know that they wiped that out of the history books. Yes, Wilmington and Opelousas in Louisiana, and um, um, there was one in there was uh, a massacre in Galveston. I think that was an election day one. There was also one in Beaumont, in Beaumont, Texas. Like, there's all of these things that are wiped out of history books of white folks just masking mobs, just going at black people because they didn't want black people to have something. Again, it's their pathology. We are watching white folks wig out against black people for protesting, protesting against hate against black people. And they are showing hate towards them just for protesting. Now, a fired white police officer in Florida is arrested after video showing him kneeling on the neck of a black woman doing a brawl in a, in a parking lot. So Jordy Yans Martel, 30, suffered or uh, surrendered for arrest on Thursday on charges of battery and official misconduct um, in connection with a January 14th incident um, in Miami Gardens. Again, at least there should start getting, start getting arrested and start quitting. Now, a New York really? PD officer um, was arrested on Thursday on charges of strangulation and attempted strangulation over an altercation last weekend at Rockaway Beach. They're still choking people. Wow. Another wow. officer. Now, now, a Baltimore restaurant, I don't know if you guys saw this on YouTube or on any social media outlet, but a Baltimore restaurant issued an apology after a video showing a black woman and her son being denied service because the young boys out Yeah. Did you yeah, see that? The white kid was out on that. Yeah, was out on there. I don't know what the same outfit, basically. Yeah. She and her nine-year-old yeah. son was turned away from this, um, I guess is Uzo Bay restaurant, despite the fact that a white kid dressed in a similar outfit was dining at the ex- mm-hmm. establishment at the exact same time that they said the black kid couldn't go in. So the Atlas mm-hmm. Restaurant Group, which owns um, Ozo Bay, said it was incredibly disturbed by the incident and placed a manager seen on a video on indefinite leave. And he was a young guy, too. He couldn't have been more than 30. Mm-hmm. And he just but stopped clapping. He, he was almost like 20, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was young. And again, so this is not even an old white folks. This is a pathology that they feel like you can just stop black people off the rip just just because you want to. You know what now, I didn't like about it, though? They blamed the, they blamed the manager only, just that guy. And I'm like, right. you think that just that guy came up with the idea that he was going to turn people away, turn black mm-hmm. people away?
And and I agree. Um, oh, wait a minute. An Iowa man is fired from his job after he was caught on camera um, driving his trunk into a crowd of Black Lives Matter protests while wearing his company's T-shirt. So the man who's wow. accused of driving through the crowd in Des Moines over the weekend has now lost his job. Jeff um, um, Butcher was fired from this um, um, HVAC company um, after seeing video footage of the incident, and he was clearly seen in his truck attempting to drive through um, some protesters. And when protesters tried to get him to turn around and take an alternate route, he eventually accelerated and drove through the crowd, but no injuries were reported. And um, they announced that they terminated him, the company terminated him, um, on Monday. Again, if you're white and you're wigging out because people are protesting, you need to go see somebody. And I think that we need to kind of change this conversation to talk about who needs mental health um, assistance because white folks are feeling some kind of way that they can't hurt other people. They need to do it. Let's say, Kathleen. Is that the same guy that when he drove through the crowd, he got out of his trunk with, like, knives and stuff? Nope, this is a different guy. But that's the point. That's a different guy. These are not isolated incidences. It's why I'm taking the time to do these stories, because normally we skim over them because it's like, wait a minute, there's there's another one? There's another one? You know? And so, like, like for example, there is a – the New York City Department of Education has lost an investigation into a troubling Facebook post penned by an employee of a Staten Island high school, Deborah Morris Cunningham, who serves as assistant principal um, of the new um, Dorf High School, I guess was called, and is still working despite sharing a lengthy uh, status update, which she pondered the nature of privilege by referring to a number of racial stereotypes. She says, what's privilege? is what she asked on her post, uh, which has now been deleted, of course. Privilege is wearing $200 sneakers when you've never had a job or $300 Beats headphones while you're living on public assistance. So this is what she wrote in the high school. Staten Island High School is investigating her. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So so how crazy is that by stereotyping all black folks saying that if you're poor and you have sneakers on, that you're misappropriating money? Or you li- or you have public assistance. What's making her make that assumption? No, brother. Yes. Isn't there more white folks on public assistance than blacks? Yes. I'm just I'm just saying. A lot you more. Know. And most of our public system money go to farm subsidies anyway, so it ain't even going to people. Now, yeah, Mel, I know that's Mel Gibson is denying what Nona writers claim that he called her an oven dodger at a party when he learned that she was Jewish. After they did that movie, um, Chicken Run Two was announced. Um, his role would be recast because of that, out, uh, because of the backlash. So once he found out, you know, no, Mel Gibson is 64, and um, Winona Ryder is 48. I don't know if that makes a difference, but um, he asked her if she was an oven dodger, and an apparent reference to her mm. Jewish faith um, is what the wow. Sunday Times reported. And he says he don't remember saying that. Of course, well, of course you said not. the other You don't really remember oh, that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, he probably was drunk. Now, <laughs> now, a U.S. Army private, 22, confessed to conspiring 
uh, with a satanic neo-Nazi group to massacre his own platoon while stationed in Turkey. Is what the U.S. attorney um, described him as an enemy within. So this guy, Ethan Melzer, 22, of Louisville, Kentucky, is the first uh, of several likely to be charged with terrorism-related offenses, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York. There people are wigging out. All right. So two Indiana police officers are suspended for using a banned chokehold on a man, 21, who wasn't resisting arrest. So Anderson police officer Brandon Reynolds and Ashley Gravely were put on paid leave um, pending an investigation after they choked um, Spencer Nice, who's 21, of Frankfurt, Indiana. Well, I mean, what's the use? They, they don't, they, they, they're not working, and it's still getting a check. So what's yep. the use? Yeah. It makes no they, sense they, at all. Down so they can leave them on the police force. Now, oh. a white um, Connecticut brother, 26, or 27, 28, were arrested for chasing three black teenagers in their Jeep, yelling racial slurs, trying to run them off the road. So brothers Matthew... Um, Lamine and, and Michael Lamine um, both were arrested and charged following the, the racial motivated encounter which took place at about 1 a.m. In, Ma- in Manchester in Connecticut. Again, mm. when ordinary people are just chasing black people because they're mad that you're protesting abuse, there's something wrong. And racism and systemic racism and the people who are committing that I don't understand why other white folks are going, this is not going on. Listen to all of these stories. A woman, yeah, they don't believe it. A woman was caught on camera intentionally coughing in a baby's face in California at a yogurt shop. Is reported to be a special education teacher. So surveillance footage of the incident occurred on June 12th inside um, Yogurtland in San Jose. Quickly went viral and set off a public search for the suspect. The post on social media claimed that the woman, um, the, um, the culprit, is employed by the Oak Grave, Oak Grove um, School District in San Jose, although police have not confirmed um, who this person was. Like, again, we're in a pandemic and some woman coughs on a baby. Wow. And again, I don't think you should charge anybody with assault if her mother would have just punched her in the face. I'm just going to yeah. say, because you are assaulting that I child. I would have done that. That's what right. I yeah, because even if it wasn't a pandemic, whatever your germs is can be fatal to a baby if you have another kind of virus. So if you do that around anybody and it's a little kid, the, everybody, adult, have a right to beat you down. I think yeah. we, should pass, we should pass that law. Yeah, really. Okay, so in sporting news, I know we've talked about this before. I only have a uh, – I'll do a couple more. I know we're already – a half hour in. But Ben Roethlisberger opened up last weekend about his personal issues and admitted to his past addictions to alcohol and pornography. So the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback said, I've been addicted to alcohol, I've been addicted to pornography, which makes me um, then not the best husband, not the best father, not the best Christian I can be. So Roethlisberger was accused of sexual misconduct in 2009 and 10 but was never charged in either incident. He held some woman against her will in a bathroom and raped her. Yeah. And he never was charged. 
Now, the NFL did suspend him for four games in yeah, 2010 yeah. for violating its personal conduct policy. I don't know what that could have been. But he credited his 2011 marriage with bringing him back to religion. So his rape in 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 um, pornography and alcoholism and two day two years prior is all gone because now he goes to church. <laughs> but we got rid of Kaepernick for going yeah. on his yeah. knees. Yeah, yeah, but but Kaepernick yeah. on. Mhm. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So a woman in Los Angeles um, launched into a wild rant on Friday. After Trader jo- at Trader Joe's, after she walked in uh, and she was asked to wear a mask, the one witness said that um, he was sure it was deliberate um, uh, provocation. As she was like uh, asked to, to to here's what happened. Um, she was asked about removing her mask uh, or putting on a mask when she entered the store um, because of California law, and she yelled that. To add employees, you effing Democrat pigs, calling them sheep, and shouted um, that she had yeah. breathing problems. So she took off her mask in the store and yelled. She should have been in the store. You can't tell somebody how to run their store. I don't get that. You can't We're tell in me. a pandemic. No no but, uh, or go to another store. But it's a right. pandemic going on. That's called Instacart, people. Instacart. Instacart. Yeah, yeah, just have him deliver it. Now, actor um, Nathan David Jr. has filed a $10 million suit against United Airlines um, because he was harassed and falsely accused of having a gun by a flight attendant. So here's what happened. He was sitting there listening to music on the flight attendant turned him that his, his the sound was, was, was too loud and they can hear it. His headphones were too loud, right? So he said the other, play, other passengers have on headphones. So... This guy who is, uh, he has 9 million TikTok followers, which I don't follow him. He's actor Nathan David Jr. He said that he turned his music, put it on mute. She came around, she said, your music is still too loud. And then he told the pilot, the pilot had them removed from the flight. And she said on his way out that he had a gun. The flight attendant said while he was leaving the plane. So she tried to accuse the black guy had a gun to go oh my God. So he's now suing them. So the airline Man, he's the airline gave him a first class, upgraded him to first class on his next flight because she was being a jerk. So he's suing the airline for mm. um, um, negligent hiring, assault, infliction of emotional um, distress, and discrimination amongst a series of other claims. She tried to get him killed by saying that he had a gun because he was black. Mm, mm, That's mm. what she did. Wow. Life All right. There's something else, man. Yep. So, you know, LeBron James launched a new media company with his friend Maverick Carter, who raised $100 mm-hmm. million dollars for upcoming projects um, like the NBC game show and this new Adam Sadler Netflix movie. So LeBron James, again... Um, whose company is called Spring Hill. It's for Spring Hill. He he lived in Spring Hill in Akron, Ohio. It's the complex of where he grew up until he was in the sixth grade. So according to Bloomberg, the new company consolidates um, a company that's a marketing agency. Um, that has a marketing agency, and um, it's producing Space Jam. 
So LeBron James has a hundred million dollar um, investment. Wow, that brother, man! I, I you know you said you won't talk about LeBron James, but that brother is on point, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wanted to make sure I did that because I think people are forgetting that. LeBron James is making moves all over the place without anybody seeing that coming. And I don't want to upset Jay, but again, Michael Jordan came out a little bit later when LeBron James. Uh, Jay, you see, you know, you just had to throw shade at me, man. See, I've I hear been, you in a while, though. You know, you know, I had to, yeah, you I had to throw shade. All right, Travis, Jay. Please, please, please. <laughs> hey, look, I'll give you. Look, the GOAT, as far as what he's doing from an entrepreneurial standpoint, those things, hey, hands down. Hands down. But Michael Jordan has done a lot of things that's not been in the public. You know, he just they just played, what, $100 million towards Black Black Lives Matter, whatever the case. But that's fine. I mean, listen, brother, they, LeBron James is the man. I'll give it to him. Uh, no, no. I'm saying it's good to do it when you retire. I'm saying the comparison is, is that LeBron did it while he's playing. He does not give a rat about that league when it that's comes true. down to it. And Mike cared. You watched The Last Dance. Mike cared about his image in playing basketball, where LeBron has put his friend Maverick Carter through school. Like, he paid for his friends to be in the position that they have, like, the the biggest sports agency, um, and Mm -hmm. they're doing entertainment, and they're doing, like, game shows, and he's doing all the things. He did that while he was playing. That's all I'm saying. All the kids he went to high school with, man. Yes. Now, how cool is that? That he told his boys. Yeah. How cool is that? That he told his boys, whatever you want to do, I am helping you. He financed it, and he has all these companies through his boys that he helped pay for them getting there. Because remember, when he was in Cleveland, the owner said, "You need to get rid of your boys," and he left him with the Miami. He got rid of him, and then when he came back, his boys were still there. So hate on mm-hmm. that dude all they want. This is this wasn't against you, Jay. It was just kind of the comparison. <laughs> all right, so I, I just wanted to put that out there to say, you know, we ain't taking no shots at you. I'm just saying Mike was all about basketball, and that was his focus. Have fun. I understand. I got it. <laughs> all right. Thank so, you, Jerome. All right, so on that note, I guess I better end. Jay, Jay's going to cut me off. All right, so. Nah, you can talk as long as you want. <laughs> My bad, my bad. Jerome, Jerome, yes. is this your last is this your last dance? Is this is the last this is the last one. That's it. No, okay. Last dance. Okay. And and we like to remind people on the program if you have any problems and complaints, you might want to send that to our home our home office. Where is that, Jay? <laughs> is that Peoria, Illinois, or did we move it? <laughs> Well, you're on the road today, ain't you, brother? You're on the road today. I'm just, I'm just. All right. So, okay, okay. You know what? Since since I did bring us down with the Michael Jordan, um, Jay, can you hit black or white for me? I can play black and white since uh, Kathleen's on here. Are uh, you want to play? Are uh, you want to play black and white now? Uh, okay. All right. Well, no, no problem. I get you that way. I mean, you, you, yeah. Okay. Since you, you know, since you really kind of, you know, threw me under the bus, but that's all right. My bad, man. My bad. You know, you had to take a shot at me. You know, you had to take one at me no, before, no, the, before the show's out. This is why people, this is why you are still the numero uno hated person on the serious side. <laughs> no, no, you. no. 
you are a Michael Jordan fan. I was taking a shot at Mike, and you just happened to be on his team. So you, oh, oh, oh like, like that really changes it. Yeah, whatever. Here you go, Jerome. You being Pippin. I could have made you rob me, but you was Pippin in this stage. <laughs> <laughs> LES was kind of Craig Hodges in that whole scenario. He's out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And our last wow. So this, my friend, is the is a mother and son of uh, a mother and son story. The mom who is 52 is arrested for being the getaway driver of her 28 year old son car. Now he oh, <laughs> he she gives him a ride to the store. He holds it up, made off with. Well, $3,570 And admitted that her son uh, Robbed some place called um, Sam's Place Lottery and Tobacco Store Now, mother and father I mean, sorry, mother and son Are they black or white? He took his mama and actually let her be the getaway car driver Why? Why? White. Jake, go ahead. You get to go first. White. <laughs> white, L.E.S.? Now, again, he took his mama. She was the getaway car driver. White, because a black mom would have slapped the hell out of him trying to ride in some place with her. White, white, white. <laughs> Kath, Kathleen, you're up. Okay. What, what, what kind of car was the getaway car? <laughs> oh, my God. Really, Kathleen? Really? Really? <laughs> I need to add comedian to your list of accomplishments as well when I introduce you in the morning. Jeez. She, she, she's an attorney, so you know she needs to see details. Oh, Maybe there you go. I guess you're right. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, we're not really sure on the car, Kathleen, or the color of the car. So I'm not really sure. Okay. Are the rims of the car. How much money? $3,500 today? Yes, it's $3,570 specifically. And, and, and Jay, to your point, if it was an Oldsmobile, that would have been a dead giveaway. So it was. We <laughs> go. had a car. Go ahead. Do some quarter. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna go with. I'm gonna go with white. Yeah. You know what? They, she. What? They were white. And you know why they were white? Because what Elias said. His mama would have found out. She would have just pulled off. <laughs> like it wouldn't have been mm-hmm. all right. She figured <laughs> out. Are you stupid? I ain't going to jail for you. What? Mama, come back. Come back. No, Mama, stop. Oh, my God. Okay, on Friday. Hang it on the door. Mama. Let me in. Wow. All right, bye. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Thank well, you. there it is. There you go. Black and white. There it is. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I think that's... Uh... <laughs> Hey. Okay, I think is that it, Jerome? I mean, y'all that, that can you it. do any better than that? I mean, my God. <laughs> I mean, I could always do better, that but I'm just saying for black and white, I thought that would be a good one to uh to roll yeah. on. Well I think <laughs> it is. I think yeah. you did a good job, right? Thank you very much for Mr. Jerome Free. Great small time. I mean, and a shot at me on the way out the door. All right. Uh, listen, no, there it is. No, sir. You get no shot on the way out the door. 
Okay, well, you already did it. All right. All right, fine. All right, listen. It's a good – hey, listen, once again, we, we're, we're so happy that everybody is loving this. I think it, uh, after some intense shows, uh, it's always good to be able to uh, exhale, and so I think that uh, this OT thing is a good thing. And as long as Jerome is down, we down. So I uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, before we get out of here, any final words from my distinguished family members? Let me start with the ladies first. Kathleen, anything you want to say on the way out the door? Stay praying up, everybody. God bless you, and have a blessed week. We're almost at the end of June. It's almost six months into the year. Oh, man, it's almost time to get rid of that dude in the White House. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Woo! All right. What about you, Jerome, man? Anything, man, you want to lead us out? Anything you want to say on the way out the door? Yeah, you know, I did have one more story, but it's a bad one, so we're not going to do that. And um, we'll just see you again next week. Like Kathleen said, it was the last dance, so I guess I'll leave that off. <laughs> I guess I'll leave that <laughs> off of my um my list. So everybody have a good week, and we'll check you out later. All right, Mr. Elias, man, uh, anything you want to? Any parting shots before we tell our people bye for the week? Yeah, tell the Republicans to quit cheating, man, and, and let people vote, and let the votes decide who wins the election. Stop cheating. Damn. Tell the Republicans to stop cheating. I don't think that's in their blood. All right. Well, uh, that wraps it for this week. Uh, glad you guys enjoyed the OT. Uh, it's every Sunday at the top of the hour after the serious side. We're loving it. We're glad you guys are loving it. Just a wonderful thing. And uh, kudos to Mr. Jerome Esprit for bringing the noise every. What, what, what Mariana said, doing the damn thing. And uh, so we appreciate you listening. And so until next week, folks, have a wonderful, 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 wonderful week. And God bless all the mothers and fathers out there who are just doing their thing, trying to keep their kids safe. And uh, And if you're black... Make sure you tell your have that talk with your sons and daughters because uh, this thing is real out there, and um, you never know when they leave the house if and when they're coming back, especially if they have any encounters with the police. So until next week, I'm Jay Round. They're trying to shut me up. Okay, I'm Jay Round. <laughs> and uh, for Jerome, for Kathleen, and for Mr. Elias, we will see you guys next week right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio. And hold on, before we go. Now, don't you guys don't you guys have a show during the week? I thought you guys had a show going on during the week. Oh, we'll be back Good on Kathleen. Thursdays on Ask Kathleen okay. Network. We'll bring back okay, some more right. news. Right, or we may, or yeah. we may do um, black on black crime. So, because we normally do a whole segment on black or white on, on black on black crime. Right. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Yeah, Thursday. All right. Well. Uh, you know we're all about doing it. So listen, folks, stay tuned for that. You'll be hearing more announcements when it's ready. You'll hear it here first. And we can't wait to get people back into the folder. You ain't doing nothing. You're just sitting at home anyway. Tune in. Listen. It's always a good thing. All right. So for Kathleen, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Riles saying have a wonderful work week. And uh, we will see you back here next week on The Serious Side. God bless everybody. Take care. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.